Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Thursday Night at the Speakeasy Cafe. We would like to invite you to take the stage for the Sound of Ink Open Mic Poetry Night. Now, let's get started. I want your ink in our ears. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Ink. It's going to be a great evening tonight. Before we get started, I want to give you the number to call in. It is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965. All righty. So if you want to call in, you can. I also want to let you know that if you've been trying to get into the chat room and it has not let you in, um, we're having some issues with it. I'm currently still trying to get it open. As soon as I do... Uh, I will let you know, all righty, and uh, if you're on the page listening online on the, arc, uh, on, the, uh, on the show's page, all you have to do to get to the chat room is refresh the page that you're on and uh, then scroll down below the online player and it will, the chat room is directly below that on the same page, so it's really convenient. And I have gotten it open, so yeah, if you're trying to get into the chat room, just refresh your page, it'll pop you right in there. If it gives you any issues, just keep out poking it with a stick, it will let you in eventually, okay? And uh, thank you guys for letting me know that that was going on, I appreciate it. All right, so the next thing I would like to do is we have some announcements to make. If you have not checked out our worldwide poetry project that we have going on yet, I highly suggest that you do that. You can do that by going to our Facebook group page, which is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash rock that poem. All righty. And check out what we're doing. It's as easy as rock, paper, and scissors, and and you're in. <laughs> Real fun and exciting way to share poetry with the world. No matter where we are, we can uh, we can all do this together. Alrighty. The next thing is if you're interested in putting together a workshop, that would be amazing. Alrighty. These uh, these workshops are done by us, with us, for us, together. We all have something to teach. We all have something to learn. If you're interested in doing one, you can shoot me over a email to the word that is in there, thespeakeasycafe at gmail.com, thespeakeasycafe at gmail.com. I'm sitting here by myself. I don't know why I'm laughing. <laughs> it's like, oh, that sounded very strange. Oh, it's because I almost hiccuped on the air. We don't do that. So, all right. So, yeah, thespeakeasycafe at gmail.com. Let me know what you'd like to have put together. These workshops can be anywhere between a half an hour to three hours long. We can pre-record and or do them live. So if you want to do uh, part of the show live and part of the show as a recording, you can do that. Do the whole thing recorded. Do the whole thing um, you know, live if you want the audience participation. Just let me know what you have in mind. We'll get that set up. We do have Philip who's going to be putting one together. We have Carlos written in pain is also going to be working on one. There's going to be two weeks in July where I will be gone, and we will be doing workshops those weeks. Written in Pain has agreed to put one together for us, and he's actually he's going to call in at some point tonight, and uh, when he does, he's going to hang out with us a little bit. So it'll be nice having him online and, and uh, hosting with me for just a little bit tonight. 
Very cool. Wonderful, amazing, talented artist. All right. Next, I would like to thank Star Sevron and James Sapien and Roy Murdoch for sponsoring the show and uh, helping to take care of the, our licensing fees for the year, keeping us on the air and uh, broadcasting at three hours. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Now, every week I give you guys a writing prompt and I give you a writing exercise. Now, the two are different. The prompt is intentionally meant to provoke a poem out of you. Okay, so it can be, I'm going to give that to you first and have a paper and pencil ready because the next one's like a four-parter. Okay, your exercises. So the prompt this week, it's meant to, you can use this as the title of your poem, you can use it as a line in your poem, you can use it as the concept. Okay, it's just to see this planet and wherever it grows, that's where it grows. All right, so the prompt for this week is checkmate. All right, checkmate. Now, let's get on to the exercise. Now, the exercise that we're having a lot of fun with. The last month, we last month we did uh song titles were your were your exercise prompts. Um this month we're doing headlines. Now, these are actual headlines out there in the world, but we're doing this exercise, and the, the whole fun of this exercise is it doesn't have to be a poem you write. It can be a short, silly news story. It can be an actual story, short story. It can be a poem. It can be whatever you want. The, the whole point of this is just to get your pen moving and to get you writing in a direction you normally wouldn't write about, write about something that you've never thought about writing about, just having fun. An exercise is supposed to get sweaty. You're supposed to get dirty. Make messy with your muses. Okay, remember what it's like to be a sandlot poet and uh, just have fun with these. These are things you would never think of writing on on your own. So it's it's just a lot of fun. It's something to get your pen moving and your brain stretching. All right. So this month we are doing headlines and I've got I gave you four last week. I'm giving you four again because I couldn't choose and I just so I left them all four there and it's like, well, how do I take one out now? Oh, the pressure. No, can't happen. You get all four. So, but we're doing our own twist. So the, I have the actual headlines in the worldwide news, and then we're going to change them a little bit, and you guys get to write fake news. Okay? So y'all get to be Fox. I don't even know what that is. Anyway, yeah, I do, but we're not going there. Anyway, so, yeah, we're writing fake news. So the first headline, I'll give you the the full headline first. All right, and read the entire thing to you, and then tell you which words we're omitting and changing, and you can change. So, the first one is, and, and this is really funny. This shows you why news is just sensationalized and all this other stuff. So, this is a headline, and then I'll tell you what really happened. Okay, so the headline is: World Cup reporter groped and kissed during live broadcast. That's the actual headline. World Cup reporter groped and kissed during live broadcast. So what really happened is one of the fans ran up and put his hands, one on each of her shoulders, on the top of her shoulders, and kissed her on the cheek and cheered and ran away. But, you know, groped and kissed sounds so much more dirty, so we're going to go over it because we like that dirty laundry, laundry. I just thought it was really funny the way they twisted that headline to make it sound way more than what it was. Anyway, I just had to point that out. So 
what your <laughs> what your exercise is with that one is instead of World Cup reporter groped and kissed during live broadcast, you're going to write the headline blank. Fill in the blank however you would like. Blank. Groped and kissed during blank. So blank. Groped, and this has to be a headline. I mean, that, that part has to stand there. has to be news headline. Um, anyway, so blank. Groped and kissed during blank. The next one, we're on kind of a theme here. Next one is Beer Shortage Plagues World Cup Event. Beer Shortage Plagues World Cup Event. All right. So the way we are going to change this one to our fake news is Beer Shortage Plagues Blank Event. So think of all the weird, crazy, fun events you could replace that with. Beer Shortage Plagues Blank Event. Okay, like Senior Women's Quilting Bee. You get the idea. All right, so the next one is, and this is probably the one I would have pulled out because this is kind of dumb, but anyway, so this one is, but maybe not. It has all the intrigue and mystery and and dark-lit rooms and, and old typewriters and Sam Spade into it. Okay, anyway, so ex-tennis star faked passport to evade tax debt. 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 Ex-tennis star faked passport to evade tax debt. Okay, so your fake news on that one is blank, faked passport to evade blank. Blank, faked passport to evade blank. Dun-dun-dun. Okay, the next one is Dr. Pull's live cockroach out of patient's ear. You're going to rewrite that one with Dr. Pull's blank out of patient's ear. I don't know how you could beat a live cockroach. That's a pretty good title. Dr. Pulls live cockroach out of patient's ear, and you're going to change it to Dr. Pulls blank out of patient's ear. The next one, true story. thought it was pretty funny. There's even a video. Man finds rattlesnake hiding in cart at Walmart. Man finds rattlesnake hiding in cart at Walmart. And the way you're going to change this one is man finds blank Hiding in cart at Walmart. <laughs> if you guys don't have fun with that one, there's just something wrong. Man finds blank hiding in cart at Walmart. Okay, so those are your headlines for this week, you guys. I hope you have a lot of fun with them. Now, we are going to start the show with an audio track. And since um, Carlos is going to be joining us in a little bit and hosting with me for a little bit tonight. I'm going to start the show with one of his pieces. And this one's like really crazy. I absolutely love it. It's called Love Sick. And uh, we always start and end the episode by or the shows, you guys, uh, with an audio track. So if you are a recording artist and you'd like to have your track played on the air, you can email those to me at thespeakeasycafe at gmail.com. Thespeakeasycafe at gmail.com. And we can upload those to the show's library and share them with the world. And it will be awesome if you're not a recording artist yet get a program get a headset and have fun with it 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 really is i cannot tell you how much fun it is to do this so yeah there we go once again we're starting out with lovesick by written in pain here we go 
love sick. Flee from me, O oh love. Depart from the reach of high. Gather with you your empty vows and false promises, declarations of immortality. Move from me, oh love, why the mere mention of your wicked existence only aids in the decomposition of what you have left of my depleted body. Love, I want no parts of you. You, you are the cloak the soul is used to attack the soulful. Love, do not even acknowledge your existence. Curses to your falsehood. Your salted kisses and bitter lies. Oh, love. Leaving me in a worse state than when I was found. For now, I crave you. Yes, love. Craving you without reason. You have robbed me of my very sanity. Love. You have rendered me unable to love myself. Since this be so, let me be filled with damnation or nothing at all. Let me be voided of even my own existence, for I am grown sick of love from hair to skin to the very marrow of my bones. Pain has me pent up. I can feel the walls closing in. Try not to ball up while looking for a pressure pin. Deep, dark, beyond measuring. Digging, trying to find what it is that I am treasuring. Love dealt me a hand. I could not hold it. I folded. I once had a heart of gold and someone stole it. Then they stole it. It equates to scattered screams and shattered dreams. Dreams that don't vision clearly. Screams when no one hears me. Muted while mutated. Degraded. Degraded. Decimated while painfully educated. Till I am emotionally eradicated. The road to nowhere is endless. Booted by lost premise. See, my life's motivation was hijacked, kidnapped by a hater and a lover's mask. Trick me, treat me, beat me. Like a hyena when you eat me. 
laughing at me while gnashing at me. If trust is protection, I have no weapons. Love is leverage, it aids deception. I must be a bullseye. They keep aiming disregard in my direction. My life is death row. Where's my injection? Since the arms of despair is my only affection, I evade love without detection. I've grown sick from love's infection. Unshielded, no deflection. Pain. It's got me pent up while the walls are closing in. I'm trying not to ball up while looking for pressure pins. Love. Oh, sweet love, move from high, for I love you not. That was written in pain. It was one of the very first spoken word tracks he did. Uh, did an amazing job on that. Hopefully uh, he's going to be calling in here in just a little bit and going to spend a little bit of time co-hosting with me tonight, which will be very cool. All righty, so we are at the part of the show, guys, where we are going to get to our new callers, and I want to let you know if you would like to call in and read your work tonight. Once again, you are listening to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show. If you want to call in and share some writings with us tonight, you can call 646 646- Five nine five three nine six five. That's six four six five nine five three nine six five. Already, and you can get in the lineup. It'll give you instructions when you call in. Um, we're real excited to hear from you. Want to give uh, some kind of some heads ups before we take our first caller. Uh, I want to let you know that we do take callers in the order that you call in, such as area code five four zero is our first caller tonight. All right, so listen for your telephone area code. I want to let area code 661, 219, and 757 know that you are not in the lineups, however. If you guys want to come on the air, please press 1, and that will put you into the lineup. So we have um, area code 219 and 661. 219, 219. If you want to come on, then there we go. We got y'all. See ya. All right. So once again, 240 will be our first caller. Listen for your telephone area code. When I bring you on, please make sure that you introduce yourself. It's really important that your name is attached to your work and people know who is reading. All right. I cannot reiterate that enough, how important that is. You don't want to send your poems out into the world uh, without your name attached to it. So make sure that we know who you are. And then right now I'm looking at the board. Right now we're going to start out doing one poem. All right, and uh, so you can read one poem. The only exception to that rule is if I give you homework or if there is an assignment you've done or a prompt that you've written to, if you've done one of those things, all right, then you can read two poems tonight. So you can read your homework, prompt, and or exercise poem and the regular poem you were going to read anyway. Um, So if you want to be able to read two right now, that's the way it has to be. If you want to be able to read two when we call in, we have a one-poem limit. Make sure you do your homework and or exercise and or prompt, all right? So, yeah, you can read two if you've brought one of those back with you. And 
keep your reads to right around the five-minute mark. Be courteous to the people waiting in line behind you. All right, and when you are done reading, make sure that you give out your URL. That way people will know how to come find you, get to know you and your work better before you come back here and you read again next week. All righty. Please, 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 please do keep in mind that this is a mature-rated show, so you are bound to hear just about anything, with the exception of bumping body parts. No tab A into slot B. Other than that, you know, just don't get too graphic. Other than that, you're good to go. All right. So with that said, I'm going to kind of give you the first three callers, you guys, so you know, have a heads up on where you're going to be. Our first caller, as I said, is 540. Then we have eight, uh, excuse me, 989, and then 419. So 540, 989, and 419. Those are going to be our first three callers. So with that said, 540, are you with me? Well, hey, this is Phil Church down in Virginia. Well, hello, sir. How are you? Oh, I'm fine as faults for how are you? <laughs> I'm doing absolutely wonderful. Very excited that you are going to be doing a workshop with us. Oh, I am too. I'm really looking forward to it. I am, I was reading through. I haven't had a chance. I haven't been online very much this week, so I was reading through what you uh, were talking about. And do you <laughs> want to tell people what you're going to do your workshop on, or do you want it to be a surprise? Oh no! I'll tell you know I uh, I just started writing poetry uh, in 2012. I'm 58 years old, so I, I was kind of a really really late bloomer. But uh, I, uh, I I kind of uh, naturally got into some of the more classic forms, like especially sonnets and things like that. So. Uh, what I'd like to do would be to kind of, uh, you know, show how to write one or two of the classic forms, like a villanelle, you know, uh, mm-hmm. or a sonnet, and, and have fun doing it and get a kick out of it. You know, I think that that I, I think that you put that perfectly. I, I was one of those people who shied away from forms because I'm a free verse writer. And, you know, I was, I was like, you know, Forms. I can't do that. That I have to count. And I have to think, and I, I'm, I'm just too free for that because I'm a butterfly. Eh, you know. <laughs> and so, and so I never. But then I thought, you know, how can I be in the profession that I'm in, and at least not have a good written knowledge of the poetry forms that I talk about and the things, you know, being being able to carry on that conversation with somebody about different forms and things. You know, you have to know those things. You have to know about your craft. You know, you may learn how to create beautiful shades of purple as a painter, but hate the color and never use it again. But if you needed to, it would be there, right? So you need to know this stuff. And so one year I did a thing where it was like, I I have to learn every single month of the year, I have to learn and write a new poetry form. And I had so much fun. So you talking about that, bringing it back and having it be fun, and it, it takes the fear out of it. I'm really excited that you're doing this. Uh, well, I'm look, I'm really looking forward to it, and I know I'm going to uh, uh, butcher this quote, but uh, it's about Picasso, something to the effect of uh, uh, learn uh, the craft like an expert, to learn the rules like an expert, so you can break them like an artist. And that's kind of Great what I, I'm, I that's me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. 
I'm an outlaw poet, as you know, and uh, kind of a a new genre. And I, I, I maintain it's a it's a genre, even though there's not a whole bunch of us out there. But uh, and uh, I'm I'm going to be reading one of my outlaw poems uh, tonight. But uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to doing that. Uh, with the workshop, and uh, you know, people shouldn't be afraid or, or be intimidated. I guess would be the better word of, of uh, the classic forms. You know, I, I felt like when I first started writing poetry, I needed to do it. I wasn't really looking forward to it that much because I didn't want to to publish something and not have a few of those forms in there. And people go, "Oh, that's just some hillbilly." down in the mountains of Virginia writing poetry, I wanted to show that I had a little, you know, a little more to me than that. Well, I found that, that I, I love doing some of them, and, and they can be fun to do, so I'm looking forward to that. Very cool. I'm very glad you're going to be doing that, Philip. Well, I, like I said, I'm looking forward to it, and uh, the one tonight is, is more of a free verse, an outlaw poem, so it's, I, I can tell you right now it's not a it's not a classic form, but you know I got to thinking, <laughs> and 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 it's a, there's always going to be you know that can always be a dangerous when I get to thinking. Uh, last week I did kind of a very serious thing, a little I uh, I, I guess performance artsy a little bit, and then uh, hearing the, uh, the 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 wonderful audio tonight, and I know you're kind of a fan of Shakespeare. I and, am. Uh, well, the very first when I was ten years old, the first public speaking thing I did was uh, the uh, the uh, Oh, what a rogue and peasant slave am I? Soliloquy <laughs> in front of the the whole uh, parents uh, teachers night. Uh, so I, I love Shakespeare, and uh, some of the stuff that I've heard you do that you've played on here, you you tend to get a little uh, Shakespearean, uh, and, and you kind of change the accent of your voice and all that, so. I got uh, I got I got one I want to kind of try um, a little performance art and it's an outlaw poem like I said uh, and it's called Seeds of Madness <clears throat> and if you remember in Hamlet uh, he says you jig and amble you lisp you nickname God's creatures make your wantonness your ignorance it has made me mad so uh, here we go see how I can do with it. It was madness, by and by, for the most. An affinity of the mind, there's no need to boast. A perspective of accepted nuance to halt. If, then, one is mad, it's really nobody's fault. Whether wrought of sanctification or profanity, herein is presented some verses of insanity. So go on, be adverse, be cruel, or bully unkind, regardless. Here is pathos of a maddened mind. Whether pity or mercy is not allowed through it, bring on what you will, oh, do your worst to it. From such smug judgment serenity derives, but if one assails madness, madness always survives. Bring all of your assertions with their due inflections. Madness remains a collection of realities, reflections, Bring all of empirical thought, all of the calculus you think. Madness rules the consequences and brings one to the brink. Just when reasonable concoction renders all asunder, 
one trembles over the consequence one's actually under. Reality is accepted verbatim, becoming relaxed within all impressions. But madness lurks just around the corner in violently vexed expressions. You thought you were safe, nestled within your estimation. Then madness erupts and lays low all of your expectations. Life may indeed be lived, sought with lukewarm tepidity, until a madness reveals such useless function of stupidity. Then one reels with surprise, their mouths held agape, when madness descends and there is no escape. In poems. (laughs) (laughs) I, I see exactly what you're talking about, but do you want to know what's really funny? Is not only was I hearing that in what you were reading, but it went way deeper. (laughs) <laughs> and, and way oh. more twisted than that Because I'm picturing Boris Karloff Oh yeah Reading that <laughs> As he's narrating like the new Pink Floyd meets Enigma Comeback album Oh man <laughs> <laughs> Oh okay. uh, uh, Let's see Boris Karloff uh, Auntie Pop Joe <laughs> <laughs> Yep that's one of the few invitations I do. <laughs> so the, the whole time you were reading that, I was expecting to hear some Pink Floyd, you know, with, with Enigma playing together in the background as he's talking, and then, you know, yeah. <laughs> that would have been awesome. Uh, Maybe we well, should work on that as a spoken cool. word piece and do that. Oh, I'd love to do that. Yeah, absolutely I would. Yeah, Um uh, any time, any time at all. But uh, yeah, that's uh, that's that's my uh, I guess my Shakespearean, my best Shakespearean voice. <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna bottle on out of here, and um, y'all can uh, my URL, my books and everything are on Amazon. So just just search for Philip with one L with. Philip Kent, K-E-N-T, Church. It, uh, for some reason, that's the only way you find me on Amazon. I put my middle name in there. So Philip Kent Church and uh, Philip Church on Facebook. Send me a friend request. The more the merrier. Awesome. All right, sweetie. Great job tonight. All right, well, thank you. And I'll, I'll be talking to you probably next week. All right. I'll talk to you before then so we can get your show, your oh, yeah. uh, thing to pre-record. Uh, absolutely. Look forward to it. All right, love. Thank you. All right, thank you. Bye. Bye bye. Our next caller comes from area code nine eight nine nine eight nine. You're on the air. Hello, Nyla. This is George Wiley. Hey, George. How are you, sweetheart? Hey, I'm just peachy. That's just fine. I, I, bunch of uh, running around lately and visiting people and. Nothing important at all in my life, but um, <laughs> things are good. I mean, I just feel good. And other than the fact that I tried to lift some concrete the other day, and that's half my body on the ground, but the other half is still able to read tonight, and so uh, I'll survive. But uh, anyway, what I got tonight is so much different than Philip's wonderful thing just now, uh, Shakespeare and the. Um, and his derivative from it, and I thought it was very good, by the way, and, and I liked how he put a voice into it 
you know, beyond the normal reading tones, which just made it so, and as not only was he sort of humorous, but it was, you know, uh, brilliant. I thought. Mm-hmm. So mine is such a come down from that. I'm just going to talk about posies and soil and stuff in this one. And it's called, uh, Why Did I Remain in the Garden? I remained there because it was my wish to stay. Until the hibiscus was done stretching its petals. Until the hummingbird was sated in her order for the nectar. I did not depart because a green bottle fly was still aboard a thistle blossom. Because the breeze was making a red poppy seem to dance beyond the wisteria. Because a red-winged blackbird was haranguing a red squirrel by the fence. And because a gladiola was about to be born, midwifed by two bees. So I stayed to finish my coffee and a scone to see if the goldfinches would find the tiny seeds. Will the brown bee bury its head in the moist red lily or the tall cosmos? Would the night rain that kisses the rose keep them shy until after dawn? Would it keep the adolescent blossom from blunting charge, char, bluntly charging at the sky? We keep the honeybees from the red cone flowers' salacious solicitations. On mornings, I thought I'd find small bumblebees in the cosmos blossoms, still and apparently dead, until I read that they often sleep overnight within the bold petals. Too weary at dusk are they, the book said, to return to the distant high. They just do sleepovers among the wanton blooms and commence feeding at dawn. There's a little room, there is room at my inn for these little lifespans. The garden gate is open. Nary a flower, bird, or butterfly is cast away whilst I sit in the garden. Do the goldfinches and wrens know I love them, that I won't harm them? My vow is feeding them. My testament is growing them new havens and hideaways. I stayed in the garden to see the florid harvest know that nature is not indifferent but instead it calls the flowers to me and me to them there is a wild and stern nature but also there is my garden nature which lures me to them and perhaps warms them to me I don't just come to the lilacs, the poppies, the yellowstone, the honeysuckles they come to me and I'll stay there as long as they wish for I'm a wallflower I just don't want to miss the dance. So that is why I'll stay at least until the bumblebees go to bed and the poem. That is the most beautiful image I can even think of is a bumblebee curling up on a flower petal to sleep for the night. I don't know if I will ever get that image out of my head. That absolutely made me, I can't even tell you, like wiggly happy. Well, you know, I, I thought they were dead. I told my wife, these Look, they'll come on over here. These, these, these bees are all dead. Look, I can touch them. They don't move. Uh, they're right up in the blossoms. You know, those are called cosmos blossoms, mostly. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so I thought, this is intriguing. Why would they die? There's no poison. I don't, you know, I don't put pesticides in my flowers. And, uh, or my, you know, and so I started breeding. And the, lo and behold, it said certain kind of bumblebees uh, sleep over. Uh <laughs> You know, this is a long way home. They're probably a state that there's something, 
getting dark, and so the heck with it. And they just camp out. And then I watched the next morning, and after I read that, I watched them, and they, uh, yeah, after eventually they uh, stirred and flew away, and or did went to another blossom. But that is amazing. That was totally new to me just uh, last <laughs> year. And I had to that, is, that is the most delightful thing I think I've heard this year. Just that, absolutely. I can't even tell you how much that tickled me. You know, I love that piece because in that piece you've truly caught, I was, first I was thinking, you know, really truly caught the soul of a nature lover, but that that isn't it. It's actually, you know, I mean, it's it's the soul of the gardener. You know, people will drive by someone's house and there's this lady in her Bermuda shorts and her, her big wide brim hat on her knees with her little pink gloves on, you know, poking and <laughs> prodding around her yard with her butt up in the air, and we're all kind of, you know, oh, look yeah. at that lady's butt up in the air. You know, we do yeah. it. You guys admit it. Don't lie. Um, <laughs> and, Absolutely. And it's like, why would someone do that? Why would someone spend all their time doing that? But that piece explains so well something that a gardener knows and understands, but someone who's not a gardener doesn't show that passion doesn't see. And that is you're not no. just making a pretty garden. You're not just throwing flowers together and and it's not a painting you're creating. It's a 3D living, breathing ecosystem. You know, you're you're creating a community, you know, a sustainable community that these are for this thing and these are for that thing and these things all coexist and live here and have a relationship with each other. And so when you're stand you're reading that poem and you're standing out in the garden and you're seeing all those things you know, you're not just seeing a splash of color. You're seeing the interweavings of it all, you know, how it all truly connects. And I think that that is, that is just amazing how you were able to do that. Well, thank you. You know, I got to tell you that um, one of the things I can't, I wasn't a gardener all my life, um, but I've always been a little bit of one. And now I, now I retired and I, I have a lot more time and my wife too, of course. But what I was going to say is that where else can you put seeds in the ground and water and a little whatever and then see something? As, you know, you plant, your children take forever to grow, and then you want them gone. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like, like, like autumn leaves. And, but, the, you know, and these things, these these things come up in a matter of weeks, sometimes almost days. And yeah. sure, you didn't technically create them, but you... You created the format for them, and then you nurture the environment. The hell out of them. You create the environment for them, just like you so, create an environment in a garden. That's right. And so, what what you have there is um, created is a creative is a process. It's a creative process. It's not just a you're not just a, a voyeur. You're not just a in the audience. You're part of it. Mm-hmm. You know, or you can sit back. You can sit back and, and watch. You know, but there's so much more to it than. Uh, Getting your hands and getting your hands dirty, and then seeing the results of it. But anyway, to me, it's creative. Uh, much rather to do that than watch some silly dance show or something. So that's what I uh, do quite a bit. You know, I'm going to be running outside and barefoot in my pajamas with a little tiny <laughs> flashlight, like I'm three, every single freaking night now, and shining it on my cosmos to see if I've got bumblebees camping over. Yeah. That is that is a fact, and you know I I uh, I was stunned to read it because I'd never heard anything like it. And I thought I'd read, you know, quite a bit about flowers and bees and such and birds. I'm going to make little sleeping and, bags uh, now. <laughs> I 
I should, you know, maybe I'll send you, maybe I'll, I'll back her up with Photoshop up the blossom with a bee sleeping with a pillow, you know, and there's a couple of Z's <laughs> yes. over it. How little can we make these cups of cocoa? <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, anyway, uh, I'll uh, move on, but um, I uh, appreciate your nice comments. <laughs> Tell everyone how to find you, hon. Uh, yeah, uh, just a Facebook page called uh, George Wiley Writes. And uh, just try to find me there, and I'll, I'll let you in. And uh, it's relatively new, as I said before, but it's growing, I think, 45 or 50 people now, so it's okay. And I'm excited. And um, I'll let you talk to another, listen to another reader. <laughs> Thank you so much, George. It was great having you here, honey. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 419. 419, you're on the air. Hi, Nyla. How are you? Hey, sweetheart. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm good. I'm good. Thank you very much. I follow George from birthdays, and then I follow him in poetry lineup tonight. So how cool is that? <laughs> that is very cool. <laughs> uh, I had the opportunity to meet him. He's a really great guy. Yeah? Um, <laughs> yeah. Did you get pictures? <laughs> no, I don't think we did that that time. Well, actually, there was a group picture. I think him and Dennis were in the back. I have to look again on the page. On the Poetry Society of Indiana is um, where we're members, where I'm a member of. And I think that day we did take a group photo. <laughs> I have bad huh. memory, Nyla. <laughs> <laughs> Just a yeah. fast-moving one, honey. Yeah, exactly. That's me. <laughs> uh, um well, my name is Shelly Gambino, and what I'm reading tonight is a piece I selected because it hits home to my heart, like most of my stuff do, and um, it's actually what my version of a sad country song, <laughs> um, but it's got a good storyline, and it, it came out, I started wanting it to be a song, and then when I wrote it, it turned more into a story, but it is lyrical in verse, and um, I'd like to share it with you guys. Okay. Okay, um, the title is called Pots and Pans and Beer Cans. So here goes. I had a friend down on his luck as I was down on mine. I had nowhere to turn. He left me any time or he let me in any time. I remember when his door was always open, I decided to sneak right in. I knew it was his place, stumbling through his window, my foot sliding on all his pots and pans and beer cans. The story of his life, nothing but pots and pans and beer cans. My friend is all alone, consumed of his life of alcohol. He hardly practices what he preaches, drowning in his own disease, slowly fading away. One more beer, he would say, one for the road and one for on the way. Have to have one when I get back from wherever it was I just went. When life comes down to it, all I have are simple things, like pots and pans and beer cans. The story of my life, nothing but pots and pans and beer cans. This man I will never forget. He was so unique. Never will there be another as he was one of his own kind. A friend I knew I had in him, I knew he would always be there for me, as I for he. We got together again. It was one last time with my old friend. That night I told him I loved him and held his hand in mine, and as he smiled and gave his last breath, all I could think of were the things that he had left behind. Nothing but pots and pans and beer cans, the story of his life consumed up in his pots and pans and beer cans. Now this man, he touched my soul. He came into my life. But like all the rest, he had to go. He left an impression on me. I will never forget his heart full of gold. He gave with all his might until he had nothing left. 
this recollection ceases to fade. As my heart skips a beat, a man as lost in this world as I helped me to find my way, even through all of his pots and pans and beer cans. The story of his life, nothing but pots and pans and beer cans. If he had one last thing to say, no, it would be, I have no regrets. I have lived my life. I had done it well, but I'll never give up a fight. Even if it wounds my pride, I will never stand down, for I will always stand tall. I'll take the hit, even if I have to take the fall, tripping over my pots and pans and beer cans. The story of my life, nothing but pots and pans and beer cans. Life, it does take its toll, eventually on us all. My friend, his light did burn out, but never to his soul. He will be eternally blessed for the help he has given others, but most important to the gift he gave to me when I think of his time on earth. I wonder to myself, why did he choose the life he had? Did he even get to? Was the choice his own? Not ever once saying no to the pots and pans and beer cans that became his daily life. Nothing but pots and pans and beer cans. Heaven is so far away, I get sad to not see his face. However, I know just how far to look, the journey both he and I took. One to last my whole life long, blessed to know his kindred soul. His lifestyle had taken him down, but oh, how much he lived. And he continues to live in me, illuminating my darkness. I thought I wouldn't, but it makes me happy to sit back and think about all those pots and pans and beer cans. The story of his life, nothing but pots and pans and beer cans. There is so much more that I will never know. In a world filled with pots and pans and beer cans, it may have been his life, but angels do come in many forms, and he was one of mine. Touch me from deep inside. Humanity hurts us all. Loneliness is a real thing. He took mine away, even if for a single day. His time can never be replaced, enjoying all the memories, even with all those pots and pans and beer cans. The finest quality of his life, he gave his time, worth more than any pot nor pan nor beer can. All of those years spent with his pots and pans and beer cans, sharing in the stories of his life, the time he gave in his heart meant so much more than any pot nor pan nor beer can ever could. It was him and his life that taught me so much. I smile just thinking of his heart, and my life indeed he did touch. Alcohol swallowed up my friend, but never will it take away my memories, reminiscing of him and all of his pots and pans and beer cans. Now pots and pans and beer cans, they were the story of my friend's life. I will forever remember him, and for his heart of pure gold, it was in mine that he took hold. Never to forget, he gave all he could. Even if it was just a pot, pan, or a beer can, he gave his all. End poem. I absolutely love the progression of that entire piece, the symbolism, how how the the what the pot, the pan, and the beer can represented changed, mm-hmm. you know, throughout the entire piece. Um, I just think yeah. you did an absolutely brilliant job on that, and, you know, and I and I really love how you, you describe his worth. You know, most people expect salvation to come in, you know, designer jeans, you know. Right. <laughs> We 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 buy it. We buy into an image, you know, instead mm-hmm. of of finding those little treasures that life gives us by by really looking for them. Oh, you know, it's so and, yeah, yeah. And so I just I just appreciated that whole piece. Great job, Shelley. Um, well, well, thank you very much, Nyla. I appreciate your feedback. Thank you. You're very very <laughs> welcome. So do me a favor, tell me, or and tell everybody, I know how, but tell everyone how they can come find you and show you some love. 
Um, I want actually on Facebook, Shelly Gambino, G-A-M-B-I-N-O, first name spelled S-H-E-L-L-Y. Um, if you want to send me your friend request and drop me, I'm on instant messenger. Just drop me a message like who you are from, um, where you're from, or if we have mutual friends and I know part, part of like Nyla, like I will automatically accept it just because I know the show and I hear your work. I appreciate everybody's poetry too, because I love listening to all of them. Um, but yeah, Shelly Gambino at Facebook is how you can find me. I post a lot of my work on there. That's that's the clout that I have, you guys. I want you to know that. Do you know how important <laughs> I feel right now? That if she sees that I'm you're one of my friends, she accepts you. <laughs> oh heck yeah! I'm just playing. <laughs> you, your kingdom. Never I can't even explain that. why that's funny to you guys because I try not to get political on the show. Okay, I'm gonna right. do it anyway. <laughs> So I was watching this video this week of all the it's called, uh, if you google on Facebook uh Trump congratulating you know you might find it in just this but this whole video of Trump congratulating himself you know the entire thing and it's this big long video of all the things it's just funny as heck so that just that's why I did that anyway great job darling <laughs> look for the next week then and I'll watch listen to the show all right, sweetheart. Love you dearly. Thank you, hon. Love you, too, and thank you. Have a good night. Yeah, bye-bye. You, too. Bye. All right. Our next caller comes from area code. Just trying to kind of watch for 347 to jump on the line. That will be Carlos joining us at some point. All right, our next caller comes from, I'm going to go ahead and give you the next three. We have 832-216-903. Okay, those are our next three callers. So I'm going to go ahead and take 832 832, you're on the air. Good evening. Amelia T. Davis out of Houston, Texas. Hello, Amelia. It is so good to hear from you. Thank you. What do you have for us tonight, sweetheart? Oh, you're not going to ask? <laughs> I was waiting, I was but waiting I guess you decided to, to choke. Say- I was waiting to see if I could get you to say, I brought something fabulous. (laughs) Well, I hope, you know, um, all my work is fabulous, but, um, you know, that's also uh, up to the hearer. You know, art is subjective, and so, anyway. So how um, are you doing, Amelia? (laughs) I am fabulous. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, even when I try to be dark, I end up trying to to have uh, poems end on on a high note. So I guess you could say that I'm going to do this because Written in Pain is going to be on the show. And and so this is my... uh, my little uh, sad piece, but it ends, I, I think it ends well. Anyway, it's called The Queen's View. They broke my heart, broke my bones. They tried to even break my spirit. Yet it was I who broke away, broke the chains that bind, broke the victim stance. I'm free now to be me, to expand my mind beyond this phenomenal life, reaching out into the expanse with my third eye. I'm a survivor. I'm my own hero, for I saved me. 
Much time has passed, but they seek to make me into another kind of victim. Every man who shows interest in me has only what's between my legs in their purpose. Couldn't care less about my heart, mind, or soul. It's all about the sexual. Just want me to be their plaything. A victim of the sexual, sexting me, then walking away to a new sex partner. I'm a queen, and I refuse to settle for the physical. So the years tick by as I await my king, a man of valor, kind, warm-hearted, and sincere, one with intelligence and God-fearing, the one who will value my heart greater than my sensuousness. I know that God is preparing us, so when he walks into my life, there will be no doubt. The way of this world has become dark with lust and forfeiting love. I shall not be a part of it, for his light shines through me. One day that light shall guide my king straight to me. Until then, I stand alone, strong and purposeful. Musings of Amelia T. Davis and Peace. That was beautiful, sweetheart. Thank you. <laughs> you sound so cute. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> well, you know, um, you know, one of the guys always said, "Well, I'll step down to let the real poets uh, step up," and and I can understand him because I feel the same way. You know, I'm just uh, ever since um, you know five and a half years ago when I got on internet radio i have felt so blessed and so honored that people enjoy um my art and um because um there's so many other phenomenal poets that are just uh amazing and you have most of them on your show <laughs> so anyway it humbles me when you think something is um good that I, I've written. So I appreciate it very much. So with that, uh, oh, I wanted to let you know, um, you know, my son has been on uh, your show, um, you know, several times in the past and just wanted you to know today is his 35th birthday. So, oh, that's awesome. Happy birthday. Thank you. All right, I'll step back and get on the comfy couch and let the next one step up. Much love, sweetie. Thank you, Em. Appreciate you so much, sweetheart. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, Continued successes. Much love. Thank you, hon. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 216. 216, you're on the air. Oh, Okay. Um, I hope I don't get Wait a minute What's going on here It's not connecting It's only 17% I got it plugged in (laughs) Is uh, 347 here yet? What's that? Carlos Is he here yet? No he's not here yet Let me run down 
Just double check. Nope, no Carlos yet. Do you want me to take the next caller, Mama, so you can grab that and we'll grab you right after it? I, I, I have the piece, but I was just hoping that he would be here so he could hear it. Oh, I mean, no, I'm not here yet. Was, okay, I'll just go ahead and do my piece because, you know, he... Um, He's going to be here by now. My oh, no, he said that he's he wasn't going to be here until the last two hours of the show. So okay. you're right at that point. So he should be here any time if he's going to be able to make it. Okay. Well, this is a poem about my father, and I try to read it every Father's Day. Um, he's been gone for a while. He's a very unique character. Um, and I think the poem... And I'll read some of the comments after the poem that people that did know him and some people that got to know him through this piece. And my my uh, my I don't know my call might drop because it's only at seventeen percent. I got it plugged in. I don't know what's going on here. Hmm. I don't know why it's not taking this. Okay. Uh, it's not doing. It's called My Dad Invented Dapper. That's the name of my piece. Another Father's Day without him. Twelve in all. I do not know how someone so debonair, so outrageous, should just not be here. How could someone so kind and worldly, dapper, and so caring about the underdog suddenly disappear? How could a man so self-taught, so ruthless, so invincible just leave here? I was his only trace, his only child back then. He loved me whenever he thought of me and hated me and he hated my naivety. He taught me to be worldly and how to survive, not to fly too high just high enough to stay under the radar. Guilt ridden from his poor parenting skills, a father at 17, the battle betwixt he and I was the battle of the wills. He was not ready to sacrifice the keys to his own dreams, so we grew up together. I grew faster, so it seems. Seems, too. I was the only one to make him take a look at things, things he did not want to see. He was my guarantee that I, like he, would never die. He was the reason I would live forever. The reason I was born was clear. I was his Waterloo. Only I could enrage or quell the monster in him true. Who else but I could make him feel what he never wanted to feel? He protected me from the dirty dogs. They knew better than to bother his only child. He had a way with them. They ate from his sleight of hand. No matter how angry at each other we became, when the common enemy has come, we put away our loaded guns. This was a lesson taught. So be the rules of the game. Love me, love me not. We'd put all differences asunder. Stay true to the cause and band together. 
when ere again the coast was clear, we'd go back to our prospective corners. I adored him, and I I missed him fiercely. He was always being imitated by perpetrators. And within a thousand men, I could always tell when one was pretending to be him. I'd say, hey, drop the act. I know you know him because that's his rap. My dad is Billy Harrington, and he invented that dab. The mold is broken, and no one can fix it. There will be no other and none other to come. Those who knew him will testify. This man, this father, this magician of mine, crazy Billy, they call him. Yes, they called my daddy wild, and I be his miracle child. No man, Italian, Indian, black, nor white, Irishman or Englishman, Native American, peasant or king, he looked up nor down at any man and treated them all the same. No one that I have ever seen who has ever met him here on earth with all his flaws and all his faults never, never disrespected Billy, not even his few enemies, nor have they questioned his measured worth. I'd say he was a beaut. Mere words could never convey the life and times of this my dad, nor pay a befitting tribute. My dad invented dap, manicured hands and pearly white teeth, clean as the Board of Health at all times, wore the finest suits, hats, and shoes, gold on neck and stones on his fingers. He did live his life to the fullest, and he did it his way. The only thing my dad hated the stupid squares and lanes, and my dad invented Dapper. And I'm going to read some of the, the one person said he was a class above itself. Um, another person said uh, she loves this right, and I told her that he had transcended. And then um, another person that knew him, which was my ex-boyfriend, he said, thanks for the wonderful poetic insight into Billy's life and connection with him. I had the pleasure of singing at his nightclub, The Harrington Affair. And I asked him if he he told me he was your dad. He treated us very well, and he is a class act all by himself. May he rest in peace. And I said, see, Al, did you tell him that you were in my life and that you, know, we had, that you were part of my script, Double Wow? Yeah, I told him a little, but not a lot. <laughs> I love you and your character. He would have been really crazy about you. You should have told him the whole story. Well, my dad enjoyed worldly women. He despised lames and how he ended up married to my very lame, non-worldly mother. I have no clue. I think it was a shotgun wedding. Men hang out with worldly women but they really feel more secure with a square at home, especially if they're in the street. And my best friend Jennifer said, that was definitely Billy in a nutshell. You knew him better than he knew himself, and you would always get his goat. Yes, <laughs> That is 
amazing. The poem was amazing. You know, and I'm listening to you talk about your dad, you know, and it made me think about my dad. My dad was a saxophone player in jazz bands back in the 40s. You know, and he was, he met my mom and he was way older than my mom and my grandparents hated him. And, you know, my little, my googly eyed 17 year old mom just fell for him hard. And, you know, and and I'm thinking about, you know, these, these guys who walk around nowadays thinking they're cool. And I look at some of them thinking, you don't know cool. You know, and I think about the way my dad moved and, and his, you know, his swagger and, and you know, just just everything about him. And it's like, that that was cool. It's really sad that those ages are gone, you know, that that we're, we're losing the generations of, of the real suave men, you know. Mm-hmm. As soon as, as, soon as yes. the guys learn to pull their pants back up where they belong, then I'll be much happier. But right now, <laughs> yeah, my dad had clean teeth, shiny white teeth, beautiful polished mm-hmm. nails, juicy ballet shoes, all kind of designer suits uh, every day. Drove a beautiful car. I mean, he was just like he was. And then he came from a home. He was he was bad. I mean, he wasn't good. He was just bad. <laughs> but everybody. <loved> him. <laughs> He had a lot of charisma and a lot of character. That's basically what is, um, you know, what, what motivated people to just love him so much. And he did always cater to the underdog. He would fix food for people and bring them home. And that's one thing my mom didn't like. She was always bringing people home to eat, you know, <laughs> eat the people that he just picked up somewhere. Mm-hmm. And I think that was, he, he thought that was his ticket into heaven. <laughs> he was going to feed people. <laughs> Uh, all the awful things he would do, he thought he was gonna get in on that one little tip point right there, and I hope he did because he really did, you know, feed people. So that's my dad. He invented Dapper. Thank you for letting me share. I am really Hello. glad you I shared. I feel like I yeah. kind of know him now. You know. <laughs> yeah, I got it on your page, on your event page, and you can see the pictures of him when he was young, and the pictures of me and him um, when we were almost the same age. <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> okay. All right, Carlos. Oh, Carlos. All right. Bye bye. <laughs> Love you, Mama. Love you too. Bye. All righty. So our next caller comes from area code nine oh three. Nine oh three, you are on the air. Hello, Nyla. Hey sweetie, Eric how you Solomon. doing? Doing good. This is Eric Nelson, Manly Showman. Kind of exhausted and uh, dirty and wet when I got home. But and, you're here, uh, and that's all that matters. I'm here. Yeah, and I got a heat rash and a wet rash too. So I got some Golden Bond powder, and I got uh, this stuff called Corona. It's actually for horses, but it's great for chafing. And I got it on my got chafed arms too and my legs. So. Mm. It'll be all right. But I made it to the show. That's all that matters, right? That is, well, it's not all that matters, but that's a big matter. That's a big matter? Yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Well, I got, uh, I was going to read my fun house story or poem, but you're scared of it. So I just finished writing a brand new poem while I was listening to the show. 
I came up with a thought in my head while I was working. And ever so often, it hits me. I'm actually, I well, I believe I'm my own muse, so I don't believe in writer's block. But there are times when I'm too exhausted to write because I actually like to think when I write. I'm like, I don't think everybody does that. But uh, anyway, so uh, you ready? I am ready. All right. All right, this is a quotation. And I'm not going to say who it's by. I just made it up. So that's going to be quotation, and then you'll you'll get it once you once I get done with the poem. And it's kind of comical. So, all right. Uh, open quotations. This is the title. Muhammad Ali ain't got nothing on me. That's the end quotation. Muhammad Ali ain't got nothing on me. He said angrily. I'm a silverback gorilla, and he is slightly, he is slightly more, uh, he is a slightly more evolved than a chimpanzee. He boasted, "I stand six feet tall and weigh 350 pounds, while Muhammad Ali stands six feet and three inches. However, only weighs 236 pounds." He yelled, "I would knock him out! I would knock him out in one just, in just one punch." He laughed, laughing. He said laughingly, I am a hundred times stronger than him. He said reassuringly, I would simply pick him up and beat him like he's my own punching bag. He said jokingly, screw you, Muhammad Ali. They call me King Kong for a reason, because I'm the best there ever was and still currently undefeated champion of all time, he spoke. Come at me, Muhammad Ali. I do not fear you. But just know that I will end you, your career, and your title, he said, while growling, grunting, and beating his chest. Funny how you use me in your quote. This is a quotation. Uh, King Kong ain't got nothing on me. Whenever you wouldn't last a second with me in the ring or even in a bare-knuckle fight, your ego has gone to your head, little pip squeak of a slightly more evolved chimpanzee, jump on my level. I'm a silverback gorilla, which is better than chimpanzees, apes, bonobos, and other primates. Primates, we are a superior. We are superiorly evolved animals. He said mockingly, "I'm far superior to you, Muhammad Ali, and would definitely not be a fair fight for you." He said egotistically, "If you ever want to call me out again." and actually get your ass beat up and die, please let me know what time and where at, and I will most certainly be of service to you by meeting you and delivering your ass beating just as you wanted me to. He said, cacklingly, Muhammad Ali, you silly human, carry on with your insignificant existence of beating up everyone of your opponents in and out of the boxing ring, evading war, and conversion to Islam, changing your name from Cassius Clay to Muhammad Ali, it being your slave name, your philanthropy, and your activism, which means deadly squat to me, and leave my name out of it. He said voiceversely, Muhammad Ali, you apparently don't know that I am God around here and that you are a speck of stardust to me, he said persuasively. King Kong only cares about King Kong. I mean, 
I only care about myself and Anne Dara, Daro, he said assuringly. King Kong once again stood up, grunting, growling, and beating his chest, yelling out, Screw you, Muhammad Ali, and everyone and everything that opposes me. That's in peace. A lot of work went into that one. Yes. <laughs> so yes, so it's says. supposed to be so it's so it's King Kong's reply. Because as you already know, King Kong isn't real, but it's interesting that Muhammad Ali actually used that that was a direct quote of his. Uh King Kong has nothing on or has got nothing on me or ain't got nothing on me is a direct quote from his. So it was interesting. So I made a little spin <laughs> and made it funny. What did you think of it? I thought you put a lot of, you know, I I thought Muhammad Ali, first of all, you know, was just an amazing, incredible person. And I think that, I think that he had a lot, I thought he had a bigger, I, I personally think that he had a much bigger impact on society than we give him credit for now. I think that, that, you know, 50 years looking back, people are going to understand the impact that he actually had on his era. You know, so, um, yeah, I, I thought I thought it was a great piece. I have a lot of respect for the man, and uh, I, I think that he's, he did a lot more than people realize. Right, I definitely agree with that. I'm not hating on Muhammad Ali, but I was just giving King Kong an opportunity to talk, you know, <laughs> and to reply <laughs> back. King so Kong. Muhammad Ali was King a good Kong person. King Kong Ray back in the day. Yeah. On what was it? There yep. was some channel, classic Turner movies or something, we used to watch mm-hmm. when we were little. Yeah. <laughs> All right, baby. Tell everyone how to find you. All right, uh, you can find me on Facebook, Eric Nelson Manley Shellman. You can find me on the like page on Facebook. That's Poet Eric Nelson Manley Shellman. You can find me on YouTube. That's uh, Eric Nelson Manley Shellman. You can find me on Poem Hunter. That's Eric Nelson Manley Shellman as well. That's it. Thanks so much. I'm going to call in and uh, see if I might read my Dom. I might read my Dom poem. It's not as bad as you think. So there's <laughs> okay. no there's no A to B slip in slip out there's none of that no instructional porn surprisingly <laughs> but I'll give you a call back in a minute all right have a good one all right sweetie so we'll much. talk to you later okay. bye all right later bye all right our next caller comes from area code eight three two eight three two you're on the air and Nana. hey soldier blue blue how you doing. Oh, I've been all right, I guess. Finally got some things looking like they're going to turn around for a minute. Maybe see a crack of sunshine for about five, you know. <laughs> now I'm just picturing all these sun-tanning girls mooning you. <laughs> no, trust me, it isn't good. It hasn't got anything to do with any of that. But um, <laughs> I just wanted to make you laugh. That... You know, that is my goal in life. Oh, hey, well, you know, <laughs> I, I, tr- I do try sometimes, but... It's comes out sounding a little bit like something else, so I stopped. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, 
So, so what but, is um, on your mind tonight? What are you? What are we going to be talking about this evening? Um, I'm not really sure to be honest. I got this piece that I, or this work that I just finished, and uh, I don't know. It's kind of like there's been this uh, this run of uh, stuff that I've been doing lately, and I'm really enjoying it because it's just a it, it it's I mean it's it's weird because I mean it's a, it's it's obviously the same pieces in terms of uh uh words uh but i look at i, I mean and i gotta i got let me back up off of that just so, so that you have a better understanding of what i'm trying to say here i look at words as being puzzle pieces and i put them together in all different kind of ways and all different kind of shapes according to how i think that they should fit or, or could fit together and come up with something and so in this instance what i'm saying is is that i mean it's obviously the same round of puzzle pieces in terms of words but it's definitely a different way of putting them together. And I've just been enjoying that difference because it always just comes up a little bit, you know, well, it just makes it fresh. And um, I just and I, and I enjoy, you know, just because uh, to, to me it's a surprise too. I don't, uh, I, don't try to, I don't try to push it one way or another. I just see where it goes. And um, so that's, that's, um, that's what happened with this work. And um, it's, uh, it's called Spiral Misfire. The cold misfire of Chris Steele, Monsignor the iron ashes of a nocturnal earth, clay that still seeks chance for change, shadow bones dance fireside, and the old dreams of this, a brightening blur. Oh, yes, blue, almost blue, dark theme, burn the smolder mass of false hope, oh, waiting to be served, gird yourself for the war of possibilities, oh, prayers of change, time trials, the black loon calls, bon, truce, Simon. Across the ripples of softening water, Nigonha, water's edge. You say you can feel your blood, Givagon, raging flames by degrees, Boin, third depth acknowledged understanding, paper words, never what was called for, Nijou. We long for the rain-sweet smells upon the winds before the storm. Jags of broken lightning. The message is clear. Even as the sky is clear. Night becomes self-evident by the light of the even star. And we watch as the harvest path begins to shine. The blue corn lends its ears to tell the stories we have always known. Allows us to borrow the food of our old ones. That they have shown us how to properly plant with honor. Sorrows abound, threatening to choke us out. Oh, yes, like a garot. So we, like they, 
give away our flesh on you. Make the necessary changes of morph unto what these others cannot hold, cannot kill. Death ever present, still we survive, we endure. Strength without ceasing, becoming ourselves once again until the next time we die another small death. Until the next time we are petitioned to the next cycle of an earth walk, another robe of flesh means you to live for the people, ensuring the songs of being beyond the crass misfire of razor-filed steel. No hurts upon us. We carry our loved ones unto safe distance, cedar trees, clean water, prayers of thanksgiving, and good food to eat. Divination of future sight. We are ghost road born and we are always walking our way home. Absolutely amazing. I love that there was a line in there where you said um, paper words, never what, I'm butchering it, I'm sure, but it was like paper words and never what we asked for. You know, and it, it really made me think about, you know, how how it how it's e- how easy it is to write pretty words. You know, I I I much trust something that comes out of someone's mouth accidentally. You know, than something written on paper that they've had the time to think through and write out. You know, it just. You know that for me that had so many mul- different multiple meanings. I thought of you know about the Native American treaties. I thought about the news media. I thought about you know and I, I just all the things that people t- put down on paper. That's, that's absolutely not worth the words they're written with. You know, it's, that just really oh, provoked good. a really strong image for me. I really liked it. <laughs> Well, thank you. Um, and I can I can uh, show you something as far as like, you know, our, it's not the prime source for that, but it's definitely something that kind of uh, I include in with what I think about it. Um, there's a, um, a, a YouTube video for a song by Rage Against the Machine called The Ghost of Tom Joad. And the, 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 the um, way that you recognize which one it is, is it's like a it's like a uh, an air or bird's eye view of a cross street in a downtown city with people you know moving across the the, the street crosswalks. And the reason I specified that one is because the way that they started out. You remember that old movie called Broadcast, which was all about a TV news uh, 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 news team. No. Okay. Well, there was this one guy, and he was like he was like the the old man of the crew. And he was, the, I think he was the weatherman, and everybody thought he was a little crazy. And he came in one night just out of the rain and had and was dripping wet in his in his uh, overcoat, and just and and basically pushed everybody else out of the way and got up on the microphone. And uh, one of the one of the ringing uh, 
sentiments, I guess you could say. I hate to say sentiments because it's more than that, but that's about as good as I can get with being able to describe it. What he was talking about was is just like he was talking about people, you know, when they when they when they wake up in the morning and they hear the bad news on the on the radio and on the TV, and then they come home at night and they say, please, please, just let me have my TV and my TV dinner and my my living room and let me be, let me leave me alone. Don't leave, don't come into my living room. I'm here. Let me have my TV and my dinner, and I'll be all right. And everybody's devolving into that crap, and it's all and it, and it's and it's and it's nonsense, you know. And it and it comes from a lot of the places of where those words are written, where they're crafted, you know. They're crafted in such a way so that they don't have what they should. They I mean because I mean when we think about words, meaning you know when in, in, in talking about traditional now, when native people think about words and they're spoken with the breath that the Creator has given us, that's a power, okay. And a, a policeman is not a power. A policeman is an authority, okay. There's a difference there. Power is what we receive from the Creator. Power is the breath that we have within our bodies and that we speak upon the words that He has given. And so that's why we think before we te- we speak. And it may take us a little longer to say what we have to say, but when we have said it, it has done well. Because we have thought about it before we said one thing. So I add that into all of that into when I look at things like, you know, what I'm talking about there with we never asked for the paper words. I thought that was incredible. Thank you. Okay. Uh, You can find me on uh, Facebook, and it says uh, Soldier Blue in parentheses, and uh, up above that it says Rafe Wild, and that's me. So you'll find me there. All right, sweetheart, and we will talk to you next week? Yes, indeed. (laughs) All right, hon. Thank you. Fantastic job tonight. Thank you. I appreciate that, Ms. Nyla. Appreciate you. Bye-bye, hon. All right, our next caller comes from area code 646-646. You're on the air. Hello. Hi, good evening. Hello. How are you, sweetheart? I'm doing well, thank you. Go ahead and introduce yourself to everyone. Uh, My name is Aji the Poet. I'm glad you're here, sweetheart. What would you bring for us tonight? Thank you. Uh, This is my first time on your show, so um, thank you for the opportunity to share. Um, The piece that I'm going to share is called Price Tag. There was a price tag on my life. To my existence, there was no rights, no ability to fight. There was a price tag on my life. A mere amount of currency, just a small stack of bills, still bought to do what is now known as a master's will, past the bill of sale. And with me, he could do whatever he wants. There was a price tag on my life, on my children, and the love of my life, my beautiful wife, who would later board children that belonged to a so-called master. And as a man, I could say nothing. 
That bastard of a master while my heart is broken and beating faster because I wanted to beat him to death. To physically see, to see what he was doing, my wife walking past me, her belly big, protruding, enraged. I had to look past what was concealed under her glistening deep melanin skin. That belly was so big that she might be carrying twins, his twins. Looking back up at her again, I had to concentrate on her face. It held a look of disgrace. I looked so deeply into her face that I could count the beads of sweat resting near her tear-filled eyes. I slowly gave her a half-crooked, closed-mouthed smile through the sickening taste of bile. I raised that hole so high that the tip touched the sky, and I, forcing with all my might down on the soil, that the earth rumbled under my bare feet. And those working near me felt it too. And in unison, they began to do it too. In between, a few times stomping on the fresh morning dew, silent war cry. There was a price tag on my life. I tell y'all, it just ain't right. I was a free man, proud man, all of my life. I was respected in my village. It was my community that worked together in unity, and we walked around heaven all day. Now we're slaves, slaves. Many refused and chose a watery grave. Here in this strange land, all around these evil, strange, inhumane humans, and me stripped of being a man, now labeled inhumane, back of my tattered shirt, soiled with blood stains, my name changed, but the warrior king within me still remains. If I wanted to, I could break that master's neck in two, but where would I run to? There's a price tag on my life. That master tried to break my spiritual alabaster, and he may have my strong body, but my soul is stronger. And my mind he can't have. Stripped of my copper and gold rings, even in this foreign land, I will forever remain a king. Darkness will turn into light. The price tag will be on your life. You have created your own abominations, your own blues, Langston Hughes. I am the fruit. I am the flower. I am the blossoming tree. I shall not be moved. Ain't I a woman? For the old things are passing away and all things become new. Respect Queen Mother Maya Angelou, for I have come as one, but I stand as 10,000. I'm rebirth through my daddy. My motherland, I stand 10,000 to the 10th power, Ungawa, African power. I stand on a solid rock, for without, for without the God of my ancestors, all of the ground is sinking sand. Stand because the I am and the I am, the dream and the hope of the slave. God's chosen vessel, not man-made, so I owe no human, no praise, for it is him that maketh me win, King James Baldwin, baby, your crown has been paid for, kings and queens, it's already yours, feel your God's spirit, all you gotta do 
Just put it on your head and wear it. Aji, reincarnated queen, light being, conquering lioness. Ja bless. Sila. Damn. And that's on palm, correct? Yes. That's probably one of the most powerful poems I have heard in a long, long time. You know, the whole the the whole narrative through the entire piece, the references that you make, the 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 history of it. You know, it it makes you really think. Thank you. Yeah, it 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 did much more than that. I'm trying. I'm trying. There's something I would love to say, but I'm not going to say because, you know, everybody can support Trump if they want, but I don't have to type thing. But the the whole force of that piece took me all the way up to modern day to what's going on in the world today. And even though, you know, you're talking about the the beginning of this here, you know, it's so much of that brought me to today. And that really makes me angry, you know, that that it is that way. That's about all I'm going to say. And if you can understand what I was trying to say, great. If you don't, then that's probably even better. But anyway... <laughs> It, it was a very emotionally moving piece for me. And I think that as artists, that's one of the things that we try to do. I think that should, as an artist, that should be our number one ultimate goal is to write something that provokes such a strong emotional reaction from the person experiencing your writing. I think that was incredible. Thank you very much. Thank you. You are very welcome. I'm glad you found your way to the show. Now that you're here, you're part of the family. So I cannot wait to get to know more of your work and uh, over the next weeks and months and years. And uh, just real excited that you're here. So if you would for me, my dear, please tell everyone how they can come over and find you so I can get friends, requests sent, all that good stuff. Um, you could find me um, on Facebook as Shelly Y. Fowler. I'll also post in your event page. I do have uh, two CDs out, one called Pomegranate Juice and one called Hood Jesus. And I do have a book as well called The Unprecedented Melodious Words of Aji the Poet, which is on Amazon. So I'll post the information in the event page. And once again, thank you for the opportunity, and I look forward to coming back to your show again. So thank you very much. You are more than welcome, absolutely more than welcome. It was absolutely delight to have you here. So thank you so much, Anne. Thank you. You're welcome. All right, our next caller comes from area code 219. 219, you are on the air. I'm doing wonderful, Brother O. How are you? I'm fine. I'm doing good. So what is happening in your world? What did you bring us? Uh, this is a, a poem called God's Vengeance. It's twice as powerful than my revenge. My dear brothers and sisters, are you still struggling with the temptations and thoughts of seeking revenge on people who have mistreated, abused, 
took advantage of using Hershey, or for an injustice that you suffered. I know that this may come to come as a shock to you. It's always an unconventional solution to your dilemma. God's vengeance is twice as powerful than your revenge. Instead of playing the role of judge, jury, and executioner, let God take care of it for you. And allow me to repay you double for your trouble. Repay you for every wrong that was committed against you. Repay you for every woman that was spread about you. Repay you for every dollar and cent that was stolen from you. Repay you for suffering physical, sexual, verbal abuse in your childhood. Repay you for those no good folk who threw shade and hated rain on your gifts, talents, and anointing. See, my dear brothers and sisters, God has a unique way of beating up the score. Step out of the way and let him handle it. And trust and believe me, the repayment that you'll receive is nothing compared to the amount of revenge that you can ever dish out on your enemies. As a matter of fact, you ain't even got to lay your hands on that brother or sister who wronged or hurt you. Because once God gets through with him or her, he will owe you in the grave. He or she will owe you in the grave apology. For the battle is already decided in your favor. God's anger and wrath is a million times powerful than your revenge. Romans 12 and 18 declares, For it is written, It is mine to avenge, and I will repay, said the Lord. Now that brother and sister who thought that he or she was getting away with doing you wrong or hurting you, is there for a rude awakening. See, my dear brothers and sisters, don't give in to the temptation to get me. You will suffer more pain and suffering than that brother and sister who hurt you. Yet your desire is vengeance to God. Because his method of payback is much more efficient than you get back. It's perfectly normal to be angry for being a victim of an injustice. I was committed against you and your loved ones. However, give God your anger. Because he's a master getting recompense. Hebrews 10 and 30 declares, For we know him that is said, Revenge belongs unto me, and our recompense says the Lord. But he shall judge his people. My dear brothers and sisters, God has a way for compensating you for all the suffering at the hands of your oppressors and haters. Second Thessalonians 1 and 6 declares it is a righteous thing with God to recompense tribulation to them who trouble you. <clears throat> a person with no remorse, compassion, love, or forgiveness in his or her heart will suffer a punishment that is even worse than death. Revelation 21 and 8 declares, the fearful, unbelieving, abominable murderers and whoremongers, along with sorcerers, thieves, idolaters, and all liars, and, and all these other evildoers, that have their part in the lake which burns with brimstone, meaning the second death that occurs in the lake of the fight. My dear brothers and sisters, never repay evil with evil, and always overcome evil with good. Because good eventually prevails over evil. Before I close this poem, 
I got one more scripture that I want to leave you with. Leviticus 19 and 18 declares, You shall not avenge the hold of any grudges against the children of my people, but love your neighbor as you would your own brother or sister. In poem. You know, I listened to your poem, which is such a a strong testimony to your faith and what you believe. And I and, and in the back of my mind, I'm just sitting there thinking, you know, if this is the way that it's supposed to be, then why have so many wars been fought in the name of religion? Which seems just absolutely the complete opposite of what you're talking about. You know, it's, it's just crazy. But absolutely beautiful piece. You know, like I said, a, an amazing tribute to... You know the, your your beliefs and and just well written, honey. Great job. Thanks, sister Nala. You are welcome, brother O. <laughs> so do me a favor, love. Tell everyone how they can come find you. For those of you who who uh, just heard this poem, is uh, I can be found on the Oh My Brother O Gatman on Facebook. That's my only social media network right now. Others, I will be on other sites in the, in the coming in the coming weeks and months. Awesome. All right. Great job tonight, brother, and we'll talk to you next week. Yes, I'll be back on next week. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome, Omar. We'll talk to you then. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Our next caller comes from area code 502. 502, you're on the air. Hey, good evening. This is Melissa Yelverton. How are you? I'm doing wonderful, sweetheart. It's good to hear from you. Yes, it's been a while. Um, uh, Today is my birthday. I just turned 52. And um, the piece I'm going to do is... Wait, um, wait, 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 wait. So you ready? Yes. <laughs> I don't know if this is a gift or not, but here we go. <clears throat> Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Melissa. <laughs> Happy birthday to you and many more. <laughs> there you go. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. That was sweet. Um, I really appreciate that. <laughs> Uh, um, the piece I'm going to do is about my mom. My mom died at 52. And um, this is, you know, being 52 is like bittersweet right now. Um, and I That's did, really I recently, young. Yes, yes. Um, I recently uh, participated in a slam that I actually won with this piece. So Congratulations. I will thank you. I will ask that you forgive the emotional the emotions. <laughs> Don't ever ever every ever time ask I for forgiveness it. for the emotional. <laughs> ever. That's awesome. Go ahead when you're ready, love. Okay. Some think being a queen is easy. But that's far from the truth. See, she was birthed through a skirt that couldn't comfort her 
or shield her from the hurt, screams, betrayal, and beatings. She survived on a third-grade education, part Geechee, but found herself displaced on an Indian reservation, kept house, helped her mom do laundry for the missus down the way. She was taught children should be seen and not heard, so beatings came when she played. She was the oldest child of a Baptist preacher who couldn't heal her from the lessons life would teach her. And on weekends, she'd pick the fields to help ends meet. And once a year, the Mardi Gras brought magic to the streets. Some think queens automatically know how royal they are, but that's not always true. She fell in love and married an airman, birthed a daughter on the base. Rumors of infidelity and effects of the ancient orange project and beatings helped her escape two children later. Some think it's easy being a queen, but that's far from the truth. She, divorced, raising two daughters, put herself through barber college, placed third in an all-white haircutting contest, and her last-key kids watched it on a black-and-white TV set. It was cool once we got color because that's where her trophy sat. <clears throat> but now, now is where I grab my chest. See, she took the test for her license. Being illiterate, they let my uncle read the questions and write her answers. And she walked away, a licensed barber. She worked for others for many years. She woke up tired. She went to bed tired. And a couple of times she even got fired. And it wasn't easy for a lady barber. But she pushed herself, she kept climbing, and she kept trying harder. Uh. Oh, goodness. Okay. And then one afternoon, she picked us up from school, drove us across town, said there was something she wanted to show us. (laughs) And in big, bold, white letters, was her name on her own barbershop. Some think it's easy being a queen, but that's far from the truth. She was a queen and earned her crown, and she worked it too. Her words, her and words never got along, but she wore strength as her perfume. Her road of royalty wasn't easy, and this queen I honor is my mother, Ruth. That's a piece. Damn. You almost made me cry. <laughs> that was amazing. That that was amazing. You know, I can picture her. I can see her. I can smell <laughs> the perfume, the strength. The fighter. It's, you know, there's. It's awesome looking back. It's awesome um, looking at her accomplishments because she couldn't even teach us how to read and write. That is amazing. 
Was she taught you everything important? Yes. You know, it's not easy. People think, you know, and and well, more than anything, you know, what it really makes me think about is how much importance and and book learning is so so important. You know, but life learning. Mm-hmm. You know, life learning is something that you you can't learn. You know, there's things that she knew that you could never teach someone in a book. You could never sit in a classroom and read, you know. And for her to have the strength to sit there and basically claw her existence for her and her family, you know, out of what life gave her and to do such an amazing job at it, you know, that is a queen. Yes. Yes, um, I'm proud of all of her accomplishments. Um, it still boggles my mind how they did that, um, how she ended up being a business owner and didn't have the education. And for them to have convinced the, the board <laughs> to let my uncle read the question. For her because she knew everything She knew everything She just couldn't read it And she couldn't write it She knew it all Bless that board, you know (laughs) How easy would it have been To have been an asshole and said no It would have been much Mm -hmm. easier You know, bless them for that You know, those, those are some pretty cool Unsung heroes Yes, yes you know, and what year did she do that? Oh goodness, it was um, it was in the seventies. Mhm. And in the seventies, with everything that was going on politically, everything that was going on socially, yes. you know, think about it. You know, being being a young black woman, especially you know, a black woman in that era. You know, mm-hmm. for someone to have done that and let her do that you know i think i have some homework to you for you i would love to hear you write a piece thanking those people and i want you to think about the era i want you to think about the social climate i want you to think about everything that was going on back then and and understand what what a huge deal that really is you know Okay. That was fate. Um, that I was know fate. it was it was huge. Um, um, there was an angel in the room. Yeah, I mean that, that especially that during the seventies, so many people got swallowed yeah. up back then. You know, yes. people talk about you yes. know all the changes and equal rights and everything like that, and there's been changes, but not like there should be, and not as much as people want to pretend. You know, so to hear about something like that back then and to to know that, that you know, the amazing woman that your mom was to do that, to not give up, and just all of it, what a, it's a very inspiring story to me. It is. It is. Thank you uh, so much um, uh, for the opportunity. <laughs> I couldn't help but cry through it, but <laughs> I always do every time I do the piece, so. You know, don't worry about that. Don't ever make an apology for that because that, I mean, when when you are sharing your words, 
you're giving birth to them in a way that nobody else could. Nobody else could read that piece and feel that same emotion. They would feel the emotional impact, but it's not their life, you know. And when you choke up and when you read that, don't be afraid of that. Use that emotion. You know, use that emotion to convey the power of the words that you're saying because that is what makes them powerful. You know, there's a difference between a spoken word artist and a performance artist. And a performance artist has the ability to evoke that emotion in them when they share and they read. You know, never be afraid of that quiver in your voice. Never be afraid of letting that. That that makes it even more powerful. I mean, by the end of it, I was almost in tears. So, you know, don't make an apology. You read it and you and you let whatever's there out, period, always. Thank you. You're very welcome. And uh, I'm hoping that you're able to get back, get back here a little more often. Uh, it's just a joy to hear from you. Uh, yeah, I was uh, doing, working two jobs. Um, I'm down to one right now, so... <laughs> I have some free time. Oh, so someone's I'll, work I'll ethics ran out and rubbed off on you, didn't they? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, well, I'm glad things are a little calmer for you right now. Um, you know, and just real proud of you, real proud of that piece. I know your mama would be too. So do me a favor, tell everyone how to find you, sweetheart. Um, You can find me on Facebook as S-A-Y-D-A-T, say that. It will be a pair of lips, can't miss it. Um, You can also find me at Melissa Yelverton. I have a poet page, Melissa Yelverton Poet. I also have a say that uh, poet uh, group. Um, You can find me every other Wednesday night on Manifest Destiny Radio. I host a show called Say That with Melissa Elverton. Um, we have an awesome, awesome time. Uh, you can find uh, me working with DMC as we uh, support the poetry community and outside the community. Uh, we created a calendar um, through Swanson Smith, is a, a great, great, great um, ally of ours. Um, and we're doing everything that we can for our community. Look for some good news. Um, we'll be extending um, as many services as we can, as we are made able. Thank you. And remember, my my Facebook page is kind of like the community bulletin board in the Speakeasy Cafe, if you will. Um, so don't be afraid at all. Whenever any of these events are going on or shows are coming up or whatever, you know, please share those links on my page so that the people within this social circle who are not part of your social circle yet we'll be able to know and we can kind of grow the communities, you know, share what we're doing and they can come over and visit with you and all that good stuff. So, you know, please do remember to post your links on my page. Awesome. Thank you. You are very welcome, my dear. All right. And we will talk to you next week if you're able. Yes. Perfect. All right. Thank you so much, sweetheart. And happy birthday. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye-bye, hon. All right. Our next caller comes from area code five four zero five four zero. You're on the air. How are you doing, Ella? I am doing fine, sweetheart. How are you? I'm doing fine. Um, well, is Miss Automatic Charismatic? 
But are we all like immigrants to want to have the greatest things of life to be successful? I just want my parents. Dear Trump, dear Donald Trump, my mommy and daddy are gone. I have nobody to talk to. They will be deported. So what would happen to me? But I'll be adopted to a new family and cry in the seats when my dad and my mom are gone. When does it ever end? The question is, when does it ever end? This automatic charismatic political lynching by Brian Drive. You know, it's really hard for me not to... I try not to use... I mean, I've been broadcasting on this network for 12 years now, almost 12 years. It'll be 12 years in October. And I try really hard not to use this platform as a personal political platform because, you know, bottom line is you guys aren't here for my opinion. This is a place to be able to share your voices. And I answer the lines for you to do that, you know. But it, it sometimes it is really, really hard, you know, to... Yeah, I was really like kind of trying to speak to what well, God in the uh, in the um, in the spirit. This is a spiritual. I believe it's more spiritual than political because God would not approve families being separated. I don't think God. This is uh, the type of way that God would want us to be separating families. I don't. If we are one nation under God, then God is ahead of everything. So I think I, I will. I will say this. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say this is that w- taking the children away is a bully tactic meant to demoralize, and, and absolutely not just demoralize but dehumanize. Yes, you know, someone that has yes. power over you and able to do that, and only one time in history have, do I really remember such a blatant misuse of that bullying tactic where families were separated like that in order to show supremacy and dehumanize yeah. a a group of people. And we'll leave it at that, and it just sickens me. So, um, yeah. I, I, I think, yeah, I just want to um, be a voice, be a voice for them, you know, be a voice for the um the ones that can't, yeah. um, you know, kids just grow into thinking that I could just be a voice. You know, I love children. You know what I mean? I don't like to see despicable things happen to kids. You know what I mean? So I'll always be a voice for children. Uh, even when they can't, when they can't express themselves the way they would love to express themselves, I'll be at voice because um, I believe, like Whitney Houston, I uh, had a song. I believe the children are future. Teach them well. Let them lead the way. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I, I had to show some love. You know what, girl? You know what? You know what my favorite thing is? When I, you know, sometimes I like to call, and when, you know, you're, hey, look, you know, you got class. You're a class act. Thank you're you. You're a class act that got naughtiness in in, in. <laughs> you're a classic and I love I'm going to tell you something I mean try I told you I wanted to listen to your uh, poetry I think you said you're a sauerkraut right uh, Reverb Nation 
Oh, you guys, I mean, let me go. I want to go to, I'm going to take you up. I'm going to holler and show some love and say, hey, that's not a right there. You know, if you <laughs> don't know, now you know. That's not a right there. Call at her. Yeah, you are a very talented uh, poet. Um, What I want to tell you is that I want to do what I've been doing is putting shows on my uh, WordPress. And um, if you ever get the chance, go to uh, www.vibrantpire.wordpress.com. Then... um, you see shows. What you see is a bunch of shows, videos, and then you'll see website. I'm going to put your show on there, and now I'm going to see you relate directly. <laughs> that would be awesome. You know, I, yeah, I'm, I'm going to show you some love because you, 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 uh, you good people. You know, you um, always have something inspiring to say. You know what I mean? So uh, much love to you, and I hope that uh, – that, you know, while you're good right here, while you're on your good behavior right here, I hope you're now on your good behavior on um, Be Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know. <laughs> Understood. <laughs> All right, Mr. Charismatic. <laughs> All right, then. We'll talk to you next week, sweetheart. Uh, yeah, you know, you know it, you know it. Right, Aren't you naughty? <laughs> <laughs> All right, <laughs> bye, sweetie. <laughs> oh, I get myself in such trouble. <laughs> All right, our next caller comes from area code nine one nine. Nine one nine, you're on the air. Practicing? After I was playing, I was playing a CD. Ah. I was playing an old CD. Welcome to the show, Granville. Right. Thank you, Nyla. Nyla, nice to be here. Happy to be here. And Granville John Hedgington in the house, and that first that me that poem. You were just hearing, I'm going to do it for you because I haven't done it in a long time. I wrote this one about my sister. The poem is called Denise. The first woman that I shared house with was my sister. She, the elder, and I, the younger, ever At my side, absent mother and father, we thrived under the tutelage of my grandmother, Josephine Wee, also known as Manjiji. I was often called Manjiji boy, hated the name, sound so ugly. Hated the name as it was referred to me, but I loved the woman. I did not love her because she 
was my grandmother. I loved her because she was a great human being. I endorsed this woman before God and man. But however, the subject is my sister, the first woman that I shared house with. Always she and I, with her initiating our actions, she would dress me in her clothes, then she would wear mine. I would do her every bidding. Everything was fine. And then a couple of years went by, and there was a change in me. Everything she does now seems so mundane. I am not wearing your clothes. Who does that? That's insane. The distance between us kept growing, and with the distance grew the tension between us two. Oh, the fight, the wars. She was bigger, and I was smaller. You know who got the best of who? I love my sister and hate that girl. She is not the person that I once knew. Was it I who had changed? Or what did she go into? She is now my nemesis, the bane of my existence. How did it come to this? She is making my life hell and loving it. I did not smile much when I saw her then and even now. And I love my sister like my grandmother. She is a great human being. I speak to her often, never discussing our past. I am not eager to discuss battles. I am convinced that I lost. Certainly not my glory days. Thank you very much. Thank you. Great piece. Absolutely great piece. I love the twist in it. I love the honesty in it. Fantastic job. Thank you, Naila. Thank you. It's, that was my first experience with women, and I know that women, women are difficult subjects. I, I learned at a young age, my sister, my, my pretty face sister, whom I love very dearly. But she, <laughs> she, she, had, she, she had a lot of fun terrorizing me. We just did the well, amazing job, her. love. Thank you, my dear. Thank you, thank you. And once again, my name is Granville John Hedrington. You can find me on Facebook or Instagram and hire me 
and you can download my work on any streaming or downloading media. Look for Granville John Hedrington or just Granville, and you will find me, and you can download my work for a low, 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 low price. So low, I won't even tell you. <laughs> uh, All right, hon. Fantastic job. Thank you so much, sweetheart. You're welcome, my dear, and you have a pleasant evening. You as well. Bye-bye, hon. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 707. 707, you're on the air. Hello, Miss Nyla. Well, hello, Christopher. How are you? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's been a little while. It has been. We have lots of people asking about you, and they were all yelling and whining, and I was kind of bitchy, too. And then I had to remind everybody um, that you you are not a permanent host on this show, that you are a guest host who comes here occasionally, and you came here occasionally for a lot for a while, and we should be appreciative of that. And and you know not be greedy and understand that you actually have a life and things to do and you work and so you know i'm just saying you're you've been missed and i'm glad you're here oh wow oh <laughs> uh, well now i don't really know what to say <laughs> um, um you could read a poem i i could read a poem so this is a relatively new one, but I don't quite think it's done, and I'm not quite sure what direction to take it. And I, I guess I'll kind of just let you guys do it. It does kind of require some yelling, but I don't really feel like yelling, so we'll, we'll just have to, like, imagine the angriness. Okay? Okay. Okay, so call this one The Breakdown. Fuck you. I hate you. You can't do a goddamn thing. You can't stop me. I could break everything in this room and you couldn't so much as lay a finger on me. I hate all of you. You're all so smug and phony. You're fake. All of you are just paid to care. You don't actually give a shit about me, about any of us. I hate you. I hate you. I hate you. Why are you just fucking standing there? You don't even fucking care. I hate you. I hate you. I hate that you're still here. I hate that you care about me more than my parents do. I hate that they left me here with you. I hate that they won't even talk to me. I hate that I want to hate you for doing what they can't. Why did they leave me here? Why won't they talk to me? Why can't they just love me? It's like I might as well not even exist to them. And Paul. You know, knowing... Knowing that you work with youth in the mental health field um, makes that piece even more powerful for me to hear um, because I know a lot of what you do and go through. You know, I talk to you on the phone a lot sometimes, you know, when you're getting off work and we'll talk. Um, 
you know, and I I can just hear the the I can hear the emotion of your day in your voice. You know, even doesn't matter what random thing, you know, I can still hear the weight of the emotion that the day carried in the voice no matter what we're talking about. And um so I know that has to be a very personal piece to you. I think anyone who works has worked or worked in or has has been a part of the mental health field will understand how powerful that piece is and and I think what's really important about that is people who I I don't think that there's any of us who cannot relate to that piece at some point in our lives either us feeling that way in a situation or knowing someone who's felt that way in a situation you know or or seeing something that's that's made us feel that emotion um, I, I just think it's really good. I like the way that I know that you've worked on that a little bit, and I love the way that you put the ending in there, in there like that. That was awesome. Oh, yeah, that was. I don't know. That one was very much based on a real event, and that was like pretty early on in my career, so. I, I think on stuff like that, and I think on the way that that played out in reality compared to how I was trained to respond to it and how I actually did and what the eventual outcome was. And yeah. I don't know. I, I think I think that actually being able to listen to someone when they're that angry, when they're that frustrated, you do get more pieces of the puzzle than if you just go with that knee-jerk reaction. You know, just, it's kind of like letting the train run out of steam. Just let them go. You know, and instead of trying to fix a situation immediately, I just, I don't know, I love the progression of emotion. You know, how someone gets into that fight or flight mode until they where they where they get into that that I'm floating away I I I have nothing to hold on to feeling you know they go from that that lashing out at everything you know to coming back down and putting their feet on their ground and being able to focus again you know that that whole emotional uh cyclone that someone feels I think that you were able to to grasp that really well in that piece too oh fantastic job Mr. Christopher thank you you're welcome so I'm gonna I'm gonna run away again and disappear for a little bit now (laughs) yeah tell everyone how to find you uh no Christopher Ryan on Facebook, nope. he's a picture of a cheesecake. I'm going to have to do something about that and, like, change it up and just have it, like, be a little puff of smoke. Poof. This is poof. You really that, don't want me to start calling you exactly. poof, do you? Probably not. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't seem too well thought out anymore. Okay. We'll have to work <laughs> on that. <laughs> too funny. All right, Christopher, I'm really glad you had time to call in. We really have missed you not being around, and it's great to hear a new piece from you, hon. 
it's good to be back on the show, but I'm going to let you get back to doing what you do, and I'll keep on listening. All right, sweetie. We'll talk to you in a little bit. Okay, our next caller comes from area code 832. 832, you're on the air. Hey, Nana, this is Keith. Hey, sweetheart, how are you? Good, how are you? Wonderful. Awesome to hear from you. What's been going on? Hi, no network as usual. Always a doctor. So what did you bring for us tonight, hon? Um, the dark side. Okay. I was created here, born here. My first cries here, initially left to die here, but I survived here. Overtaking the job of the undertaker. Born the Spitfire. Replacing the formula with butane in my bottle, jet fuel. Feels like playing gas. No procrastination. I'm taking off while you're delaying your flight, lying and waiting. You're lying. I'm waiting on someone to big you up small potatoes I ate to live. What's for dinner? Left to fend for self. Survival of the fittest. So what's for dinner? You could throw me to the wolves amongst trees and shadows. I'll return leading the pack firewood to match his shadow man. Shadows can cause an eclipse with equipment to flip the script and rip the sun in half. Welcome to the dark side. The sun to the shine here. Apartheid. A corroborated death sentence. The coagulation of darkness transpired into the maturation of a carcass, hence the last of a dying breed. They tried to overly saturate the garden of my shadow, but didn't realize I was a seed. See, I grew here, up to my ankles in ink, waterlogged. My pen lily pads like frogs. No clear skies, income clouds, a thick fog. No pets, no children, no neighbors walking their dogs, just me. My pen and a stalled-out brain polluted by the smog. This the dark side. Question. What's the shadow in the shade? What's the real difference between a six-foot and a 12-foot grave? Nothing. What do you get when you're praying for a royal flush but continuously dealt a handful of shit and even then you go all in, no bluffing this cold here? Feeling the constant heat from cold glares, lukewarm stairs that don't amount to nothing. Constant feelings of repugnance. The heart have a foreign and faint idea what love is. They say being hooked on drugs is one and the same and messes with your senses. Maybe you feeling defenseless. You can smell it in the air, taste it, take it into your lungs, or take it in vain. Never been vain, but names have been taken in vain. I digress. I guess I'll go now. It's the beginning of the rain. Welcome to the dark side. Peace. That was incredible. 
I have missed you. <laughs> I wish you guys were out for it. Fantastic job on that piece. Delivery was, I mean, the piece was incredible, but delivery was just, I mean, always top-notch from you. Thank you. I really appreciate that. (laughs) Do me a favor, love. Tell everyone how they can come over and get to know you. Um, I'm Chise, Q-U-I-S-E. Profile picture, I'm looking up uh, at, I have no clue what, but, yeah, um, Chief William P. can find me on Facebook. There. That's Robbie. Very cool. All right, sweetheart. Great to hear from you. And we'll talk to you next week if you're able to get in, okay? All right. Thank you, sir. <laughs> you're welcome, hon. Bye-bye. All righty. Our next caller comes from area code 832. 832, you're on the air. Eight three two, are you with me? All right, let's try this again. Did we already have it? Eight three two, are you there? Yeah, that's me now, let's keep. Oh, okay. All right, sorry. Let's go to the next <laughs> one and see if I can get this done straight. Six four six. Are you with me? I am with you. Hello. How are you? Oh, I see what happened. I um, had two 832s, and one of them dropped. All right, the other 832, if you call back in, we will pull you right back on. Okay. Hi. Hi. <laughs> I will be uh, presenting myself as R2-D2. <laughs> it is good to hear from you, sweetheart. Um. I came on just as say that was doing her piece, and I'm like, no, I'm late. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I just got to wait till next time. But um, uh, happy belated. I'm happy belated. It is not a new day. Happy birthday, um, Melissa. Yeah. Um, her piece is amazing. Oh, did she sing? She didn't sing. No, she read. Oh, the next time she's saying, let her end the show because there's no reason to continue it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Um, but um, I, I want to do this uh, this piece before I, I get ready to jump on my way to, I said jump on my way, like I'm getting on a roller coaster closer to work. <clears throat> but it's, it's I'm, I'm trying to, and it, well, I'll let it do for itself, and you tell me, and then I agree with you, or I say, no, Winnie. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> Facts over fiction. The decisions that you're making in life that you thought was a part of life, but because you saw it ahead of your time and you didn't think it would have existed as you matured into your structure. Facts over fiction. Flat line. 
The way that you think of yourself and the way that you present yourself is crucial. Everybody's looking at you. Everybody's watching you, and nobody is disagreeing what you're saying. But what are you saying? You're sleepless in Seattle. You don't even have your cap and gown. You're graduating from what? Your bedroom back to the streets. I mean, did you have a way to display your way, the way, the way? I mean, your display. What are you talking about? You're confusing me. You're leaving me in the stop. I can't believe I just been kissed on the forehead. She kissed me on the cheek. She kissed me on my lip, and then I opened my mouth. I began to speak because she gave me a lyrical, artistic French kiss. So now I began to regurgitate everything that was within myself because I didn't understand that I was the secret before Victoria existed in my distance. Now I am a spoken word artist, so therefore I am poetry. Poetry is not me. I am poetry. You see, many writers write and many people speak and they believe something that they're putting down. But I am poetry simply because I live it. I don't write it. I don't breathe it. I am poetry. You see, I don't breathe it because in, before I breathed the breathe that you thought that I needed to live, it was in my thought process. My heart began to pump these thoughts into my brain, and then I had to create this atmosphere. So artistically, I became just another state of mind because this is what I live. So for those who just looking and those who just hearing for the very first time, this is what I do. I am poetry. I stand out beyond the best and the best kept secret because I speak in the dimensions of those walking through stargates and portals. I am poetry because God said, like he said to Adam, I breathed into you because I knew you before you was consumed in your mother's womb, and now I'm giving you something that no one understands. The mouth be from heaven's gates down to the earthly realm because I first spoke poetry and now poetry is you within me. Now go talk to the people because I am poetry and peace. How powerful was that? That was incredible. My little heart was racing like a roller coaster following along as you read. That was amazing. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. To God be the glory. Thank you. You are very, very welcome, my darling. Do me a favor and tell everybody how they can come over and find you and get to know you and your work better. Um, first, uh, on Thursday, they can come to your show and sit and press that Q button and wait in line and spit that piece, like, say that. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> my name is Joseph Nathaniel King, Jr., um, a lot of people just call me J and K to break it down. Um, and I'm I'm usually on I'm usually everywhere. So, and I expect to see you everywhere for those who are listening. Be the best that you can be, and no, don't let another person doubt you. The ones who doubt you are the ones who are going to be your own shackle and shame. This is very true. Words spoken. Very cool. All right, hon. Appreciate you being here tonight. Appreciate you taking the time to call in and read, and you did a fantastic job. Thank you so much, sweetheart. Thank you. Have a good night. <laughs> you too, baby. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 585. 585, you're on. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Sorry, 585. 
832, call back in. We have to grab them. 585, you'll be next. 832, are you with me? So it looks like what's happening when 832 tries to pick up the call, it's dropping them. So hopefully they'll call right back in. So 585, it is your turn. Are you with me? Uh, yeah, I am. Hey, this awesome. is Doug Curry. How are you? Hey, Doug. Um, it's, I'm doing really well. It's really good to hear from you. Well, good to be here. Um, I have been traveling just a little bit. I was in Chicago. And uh, I was there for the uh, the Chicago Blues Festival. That was a couple of weeks ago. And I was happy to be one of the MCs on one of the main stages there. And it was a lot of fun. And I did get a chance, anyone who's listening from Chicago, who's from Chicago, got a chance to do some poetry at the Green Mill Inn, which is a bar that reputedly works to hang out for Al Capone, say that when. Uh, while I was... Uh, at the Chicago Blues Festival, I saw an act that I had never seen before, and I thought I was experienced, but I had never seen this young man, and I was moved to write this thing about him. So I rec- recorded this as um, Chicago Blues Festival, Blues for L.J. Eccles. I went to a Grand Park tent to hear a blues man play. You should have seen and heard what I saw and heard today. The guitar pulse, the bass thump, boom, boom. The ghost of Johnny Taylor danced about the room. He screamed and moaned. He laughed and groaned. Sang every blue note ever known. He claimed these black blues for his very own. He sang a bright blue song, this son of the south. You should have seen the gold gleaming in that southern boy's mouth. I went away rocking to the rhythm of the song. Going home and played my guitar. Sing the blues all night long and long. Wow. You know, isn't it, it's amazing when something moves you like that, you know, and provokes you to where you have to pick up a pen and write about it. There's times where I've heard different people play music in my life. Music's very, um, very inspiring to me. Uh, so there's been on occasion where I've heard something where I've had, it's just instantly it was inside me and I had to sit down and write to it, you know, and to be able to connect with something like that. So it's really cool to hear, you know, that you connected with something that provoked that response out of you. It's just it's just awesome. Passion for what we experience in life is an amazing thing. It, it was that, and it was actually the person himself, the um you know, this is a blues festival, and you have people from all over that perform mm-hmm. and that come to watch. But this guy was actually of what he sang about. Mm-hmm. He was the sub- southern blues personified for 2018. So he was it, and he was singing about it, and he was singing it. And it, was, it wasn't that he was reaching back for something somebody told him about or that he read about or heard on a record. He was creating it, and he was creating it from himself, which is just in the same line of lineage as all the great blues players that came before him. He was paying no homage to that. He was just continuing that. So that, uh, for someone who's been around as many of those festivals and acts as I have, 
that did move me to write this about it. Very, very cool. Great job on it, as always, Doug. I had to get back here. I haven't been here in a couple of weeks because of things that you know go on in the summer and you get pulled this way and that. But I'm always <laughs> happy to be here with you. You're allowed to have a life. I miss you when you're not here, but I but I know that I am not your end all beat all for Thursday nights. Even though I should be, I do understand well, that sometimes are. life calls. <laughs> and are and when it calls, I resist when I can, but sometimes I have to go. But I'm back, and I'm glad to be here with everyone. <laughs> We're glad to have That's you here. It. All right, Sarah, do me a favor. Yeah. Tell everyone how to find you. Listen, somebody needs to listen to me on the radio. I just can't keep doing it for nothing, right? I'm on Friday night, 9 o'clock time. My show is called Blacks and Blues, radio show I've had since 1982, and you can find it at www.wrur.org. That's 9 o'clock Eastern time. The same show in a one-hour version, Friday three hours, and a one-hour version on Saturday night at 10 o'clock Central time at WDCB.org in Chicago. And uh, I'm found on Facebook under the name of Blacks and Blues, the name of the radio program, and under my own name, Doug Curry. And I look forward to talking with Envy and anyone and sharing poetry and music and just chopping it up. Very cool. All right, Doug, thank you so much for sharing that, and we will talk to you next week if you're able to get in. Okay, sweetheart. All right, honey. (laughs) Bye. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and try to take 832 again. 832, if it disconnects again when you try, when I try to pick up your line, just hang tight. I'm going to call out to you, okay? So let's try to get you on. 832, are you with me? Yes, I'm on you. Yes. Hey, there you are, finally. Yes, I'm on you. How are you, Charles? Hello, Nina. Hello, Nina. How are you doing? I am doing wonderful. It is so good to hear from you. I see you pop into uh, our good, chat good once in a while and, and lurk around, but you don't call in, so it's good to hear you calling in tonight. Oh, okay. Yes, yeah. Hey, hey. I'm glad to hear. I, I, I miss your voice. I miss yours. What would you bring us tonight, baby? We read uh, from a group that I belong to in, in uh, where is this at? Uh, Rochester. It's a, a, a group that, that they put out, uh, a poetry group that puts out a book. I think this is the fifth, 15th edition. Every year they put out a uh, a book of uh, an anthology of all the just poets in the area. And uh, if I can read this, this is not my piece. It's, although I have a piece on it, this is a piece from Dwayne Wilder. Okay. And it's called... Sorry, what's that? What's that? Oh, can you hear me? Uh, we can, yes. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, this piece is called uh, "Because My Other Child," and uh, it's, uh, it's an important piece. Uh, I added one line to it. Hopefully, the Wayne won't mind, and uh, hopefully, you recording this so I can play it for him. Uh, he's on Facebook. Uh piece is called Because My Other Child. Okay. Because my other child. Because I have another daughter who's different from me. 
Because I have another son who speaks a language broken from my own. Because my other children are of color, some say the color of trash, mud, blood. Because all my children are of color, I am of color. Because I weep to see them beaten in the streets. Because my other children dare act as if they have the privileges I have. Because my other children bleed and begin to rot in the hot sun of summer. While officials take notes, arrangements, chuckle over private jokes at my dead child's side. Because their bodies lie cold in mortuaries where they are proven to be their own cause of death in the flower of their youth. Because my other children are shot by my other children. Because I cannot sort out anymore the difference between uniforms and gang colors as my children aim guns at each other. Because I keep saying their lives count. Only be told all lives count. Because I am a philosopher being rebuked for that logic. Because my other children are in cages All children are in cages because my children are dying too, because my world is dying too, because dying too is the answer too. My children's lives matter because being my children is not enough in the grand scheme of things because the living lives are just as important as the dead lives of my children because I forgot to say my children's deaths matter too because I was weeping and made that mistake thank you damn that was flipping phenomenal Charles that was insane Wayne Wilder. Now the, the one thought that comes to mind is, what if God were one of us? You know, walking around, yeah. and and that's what he's saying. That you know, that's what I got out of that. Yeah, when I first heard it, we we had a uh, picnic uh, a couple of weeks ago, and everybody that that uh, contributed to the uh, anthology. We all read our uh, pieces, and when you read that piece, it was like, yeah, yep. Dwayne Wilder. Well, I hope that he knows how much we appreciate you bringing that piece of his and sharing it. And, uh, yeah, it it was really incredible. And hopefully, you know, by doing this, maybe he'll start calling in and sharing some more of his work. That would be pretty cool, too. Well, I can, I can, I'm, I'm sure there's a couple of uh, artists in there. I, 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 I like to give other artists uh, their, their their props and stuff. I enjoy, you know, most people they like to recite their own stuff, but hey, give somebody else some props. Uh, I don't mind. Hey, it's mm-hmm. great. 
very classy of you, my dear. Yes, my yes, my dear. <laughs> Here comes the silly part. I'm sorry. <laughs> I love your silly part. All right, Charles, do me a favor, love. Tell everyone how they can find you. Uh, Charles C.B. Banks, Facebook. I'm there. I'm there. I'm square. I'm uh, walking around in my underwear. Hey, what can I say? I'm here. <laughs> I have video. Just shh. I do. Oh, he does. Okay. <laughs> love you, hon. Take care, Nyla. Love you. Thank you, baby. Take care. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, Charles C.B. Banks. Make sure you go check him out. All right, our next caller comes from area code 714. 714, you're on the air. Hi, Ms. Nyla. This is Jacqueline. How are you? Hey, Jacqueline. It is a pleasure to hear from you, love. Well, thank you. <laughs> what do you pleasure have for to us here. tonight? Well, this is a little something that I, um, I don't know, I've, I've been... Started it, picked it up, put it down, started it, picked it up, put it down a couple of years ago. But, um, and it's a little incomplete, but I'm going to do it anyway, okay? It's called sashaying. Here she comes, sashaying. Rhythmic movement to the left, then right. Shameless with her round hips swaying. Turning heads, catching vibes. All eyes zoom in on perfection. Unbound, firm, and high, bouncing bosoms on a mission. In her own little world, bobbing her head to some old-school rapper girl, oblivious that she is a hot-ass mess. Not like all raggedy and tired. I mean, hot like sizzle, like make a man come just a little, like grab his hose, put out the fire, like ready to drink dirty bath water like predators looking for prey to stalk, like the police waiting to pounce. She knows who's who, and she knows what's what. She knows not to let her guard down. Mama warned her about what's on the mind of old men who crossed the line. Still, she's not one to be rude, sends a casual greeting their way. She raises her hand to give a finger wave, sings in her girlish voice, Hey! Towards bulging crotches and leering gazes, she pretends not to hear the nasty words slithering from their nasty mouths. Grown women roll their eyes, having flashbacks of their glory days when they had men standing in line fighting for the chance to play. That was before Father Time quickly reminds how quickly, rapidly, skin-deep beauty fades. After babies, Stretch marks in middle age, it was hard to keep a man at home and even harder to watch him salivate over a woman child with a body full grown. Still, the old girl succumbed to inadequacy against youthful beauty, unflawed skin, sharing no wisdom, showing no advocacy. They suck their teeth and protruding bellies in. They know inside that it's not right to compare themselves or try to compete with the innocence of this woman child. They keep their eyes locked on their men, wondering, who does she think she is? But she does not look bothered in the least, just struts on by, sashaying. The younger women between 18 and 20-ish huddle together in their mean girl cliques, giving her the up-and-down look. Yeah, that's her. Here she comes. She thinks she cute. Huh. She ain't shit. 
Her mama's daughter, she's not weak, throws her shoulders all the way back. Pheromones and plumped up flesh, a body fully on display, keeps it moving with graceful finesse. The power in her strut would not be denied. Head held high, she passed them by. There she goes, sashaying. Lately at home, Mama was always mad, started calling her every name but holy. Not the Mama she once had. Still kind of pretty, but mostly she's just crazy, never satisfied. Sitting on the stoops, smoking and drinking. Hands turned to fists when she caught sight. Spoke real mean. Gal, what you think with them shorts on? They too damn tight. Your ass is getting too damn fast. Get in there and clean that kitchen before I commence to whipping your ass. Better slow your roll out there in them streets. See the right kind of love she's never known or seen. Daddy was, was never around to demonstrate. He stopped coming home when she was eight. Packed his stuff and was gone with someone she'd never heard of. Still innocent between her thighs, wondered what she did wrong. Shame seared into her mind. All she wanted was to belong. When she doesn't know the touch of a man, the lessons taught at the ripe age of 13, old men don't act right and old women are hateful and downright mean. All she wants is to be free, even if you are a woman child of 13. Cat daddies still whistle. Old and young women still whisper. Mama still acts like she hates her. Holding on, keeping it in. Walks out, walks on out. Still, she she sashayed. In poem. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm listening to that piece, and there's a poem that I wanted to write my entire life, and I've never found the right words to explain the the profoundness of the moment. But I was probably about 13, brand new freshman in high school, 13, 14 years old, and I was standing at a corner mm-hmm. waiting to cross the street. And this lady was stopped at the red light, and she was an older lady. And when she mm-hmm. looked at me, I knew exactly what she was thinking. You know, and it was mm-hmm. exactly that poem. When she looked at me, she was seeing her youth. You know, mm-hmm. and and it instead of sitting there and thinking, oh yeah, oh yeah, I got it, <laughs> you know, it hit me. I mean, just the way she looked at me was so real, and such a connection in it that suddenly I was the one sitting in the car, and I mm. realized that someday it was going to be me looking at a girl standing on the corner remembering my youth, and she changed me that day, and from that day forward. I enjoyed every bit of beauty that I had, every bit of youth that I had. I didn't take any of it for granted. It's like, you know, when, and, and people get mad. You walk down the street and a guy whistles at you. You know, now there's a difference between someone whistling or someone being creepy. Ready to okay? yeah. But, you know, a girl walks down the street and some guy whistles and they get all offended by it. I never did. You know, I I didn't play up to it, but... I, I was never one of those right. people that got yeah. angry about it. You know, it's like, you I know, I, I am only going to be this girl right now. And someday I'm going to be her. And so she taught me to enjoy who I was in the moment and not sit there and be upset that I wasn't something more or didn't, you know, she taught me to love me in that one look. Yeah. And I'll never yeah. forget that. And so you're reading that poem, and it's like, I know, I know that 
those looks. I know those, the way that people talk. I know the way the guys look. I know the things that are said. And I remember that lady at the corner. Great piece. Absolutely great yeah. piece. Well, thank you so much. Hmm. That's good to know. That's, I'm glad to hear that because, I mean, it's, like I said, I just felt like it wasn't finished or it's a little more, a little too much. Whatever it is, it's still my word. So mm-hmm. um, I just, uh, but I appreciate your um, your feedback on that. Thank you. You are very welcome, my love. I Do me a favor and tell everyone. So What's that? Go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I just enjoy your show so much. I mean, it's so fresh and clean, you know, um, not painted with anyway i'm gonna leave that alone um yeah i, I just love your show so well we love you know, having you be part of the family so thank you like myself you know just being out here new and not aware of what's going on in the game you know so i just i just um you know like to hear something real and fresh so um that's good i love your show that's all Thank you. Where I can be found is on allpoetry.com under Gratitude for You. I have a YouTube video um, or page. It's uh, Gratitude for You. And I am on Facebook under Jacqueline Slavin. And uh, that's about all, (laughs) (laughs) y'all. All right, darling. We will talk to you next week. I hope so. God willing, and the creek don't rise. <laughs> All right, sweetheart. Thank you, honey. Bye-bye. Take care. Good night. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 252. 252, you are on the air. Hello, Nyla. I made hey, it. Hey, sweetheart. <laughs> Welcome to the it. show. I had a very long rehearsal, so we rehearse on Thursday night, so I've been meaning to come by. I'm not going to talk to you to death because somebody else may be after me. So, um, But this is something, it's short. It's not long, so it'll give somebody else a turn to. This is um, the backstroke. Why did you come back? Rising above my boundaries, rescinding from residual emotions, flowing around my life, spilling into my empty places as if I asked to be reminded of the ebb and flow of vulnerability, meandering along until my banks threatened to overflow. Just when I thought we would finally empty into the vast exchange of ascension, you challenged me. You become riptides of unreturned advances and fallacies of fantasies and Mr. Make-Believe that second chances are really fluid continuations of unfinished emotions. You crash against the sands of time, washing away your regrets, leaving me with this emptiness that I didn't know existed until you created it. Why would you remind me of how love scorches the soul and stings the eye, how the horizon hides just out of reach? Why would you lure me from the safety of solitude out into the deep abyss of you knowing, knowing I couldn't swim, leaving me here sinking in insecurities, filling me with excuses, drowning my thoughts with you? Have you never met a heart you couldn't kill twice? Should I build a dam wide enough to keep you in or tall enough to keep you out? Should I build a bridge high enough to cross over the cosmic pull of your tide without being baptized in more of your maybes, immersing me in uncertain seas? Look at me being swept away in what could never be. Next time, 
I'll straddle the moon and ride it until tomorrow doesn't hide the undercurrents of rejection and alienation of affection and unanswered questions in the steep waterfalls. It seems I have to swim upstream to reach back for you. In poem. You know, I'm I'm hoping that I'm getting this right, but it reminds me of a guy I used to date. I met him when I was 18, and he just freaking swept my world apart. I mean, I cannot even tell you. It is the most beautiful love story you've ever heard in your life. And I dated him off and on almost my entire life. Whenever I thought I was almost done and almost okay again and ready to move on and forget about him and give someone else a chance, boom, he was right back there. But I was like a Band-Aid. You know, when the world would kick him down, he would come find me, and I would make everything fun and make everything okay and make everything happy, and then he would go again. You know? And it's like right when I was almost okay, boom, there he was again. That's That's exactly what it is. I love (laughs) (laughs) God! Yeah, it's this is starting to return to the river story. again, and boom, there you are. Twin, Actually, I have a piece written about exactly. that. It's really, literally, it's a twin flame story. So me and Ogabinga have a secret place where we write, and, um, like, we're working on this thing called The Eighth Floor. And I didn't have a new poem to write because I've been writing plays and stuff with the theater company. So this is some of, like, some of, it's just a lot of work over there for right now. And that's particularly part of the twin flame story is the return and the let go and the separation and the day. And that's, um, yeah, that one person that you say goodbye to, that there's never, there's always another hello and another goodbye and another hello, and you never really let go. So, yeah, that's exactly what this is. Well, I don't know if you have to run right off or not. I've got one more caller after you. Um, no, I want to and then I've got a piece that I'll, a piece of mine actually that I'll close the show with. That is my version of the exact same thing, the oh. one that just keeps coming back like a freaking bad pimple, you know. Oh. That one hair on your oh, chin yeah. that you, no matter how many times you pull that sucker, it's coming it back. Grows, <laughs> it grows back. <laughs> yes, huh. I'm standing on now because I can't wait to hear it. Okay, all right. Do me a favor, honey, before I put you back on mute, though. Tell everyone how they can come show you some love because they really have to. Well, I'm Michelle Forbes on Facebook. So um, um, I think my profile picture is probably, it probably says easily spoken, but it's Michelle Forbes. So if you find me, just send me a friend request. Um, That's the easiest way to find me um, because I don't want to spell out mind, body, soul tonight. I'm not in the chat, so... (laughs) I don't want to go through all that. If somebody else has another link that knows me or whatever, they can drop it in the chat. But if you don't, Michelle Forbes, just like M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E, just like Michelle Obama, Forbes, like the magazine. Just those two things and you can find me, I promise. Awesome. And you guys do go check her out. You know, I have missed you so much. I have so much respect and admiration for you, not only as an, an artist and a peer, you know, as a writer, but as a person. You're just incredible, and I am really tickled you found your way back over here tonight. I hope you start making more of a habit of it. This is the genesis. This is home. So (laughs) for me, this is is the beginning. Awesome. I had to come home. I'm going to go ahead and put you on hold. We're going to bring on one sapien, and then I'll play that track for you, okay? Yes, ma'am. All right, baby. Love you, honey. Thank you. 
Love you too. Bye-bye. Miss Michelle Forbes, we love her. All right. Oh, Fuzzy Hermit in the woods. Wow, I cannot understand a word you're saying. It is so garbled. Go ahead. Any better? That's better. Now I can hear you. Are you there? James? I can't. Hang on. I'm hanging. Hear me now? I can hear you now. Can you hear me now? Yeah, just whatever you're doing right now, don't move. Just stay right there. What's going on with your line, James? Cannot hear him at all. Can you hear me now? Now I can. Why is that the only thing I can hear you say? Keep talking. Just start reading. Well, I see you in your red stilettos. James, I have to I have to stop you because it's cutting out it just it's cutting in and out so bad I can't make out the words and I don't want you to read the whole piece and us not be able to hear it. Do you have us on speakerphone or something like that? Second, let me. Hang on. I'm here. I hear strange little noises. Can you hear me now? I can. Just when you say that, keep talking. Don't stop talking. If I can't hear you, I'll stop you. Yeah, I can do it. Okay. So should I start over? Please. This is uh, entitled, The Emptiness Inside Now Filled From Within. I can see you in your red stilettos and short, skin-tight dress. But so low, your breasts are more. As you sit across the room, you're playing with a straw in your drink. Going commando does not impress me, although I do admire the view. What man wouldn't? I know you want to fuck me. However, I do not want to fuck you. Because I no longer want to feel the emptiness that lingers afterwards. Rained by you as if part of my soul had been sucked out of my body. is to stroke your hair as I gaze into your eyes and smell your scent beneath the exotic perfume you are wearing to caress your silken skin 
to make your sexual nerve endings burn with unimaginable anticipation to undress you with my eyes and then watch you strip for me as I sit in James? Cannot hear you at all. Like nothing, zero silence, completely silent. Can you hear me at all? There you are. I'm going to call from a different number next week. Okay. Uh, I take my Blackberry scene these days. Yeah, that's whatever you're calling in on tonight is absolutely not working at all. I know I'll have to send you another reminder though, because you keep forgetting lately. <laughs> no, it's not forgetting. It's it's well, it's the heat from the summer. Now I'm up midnight. I was up again late last night. I got a super bad headache on a Monday morning. It's only been in the upper. I'll still come remind you. All right, hon. We're not going to get you to read tonight. I I can't even understand what you're saying right now. So I am going to put your link in the chat room. Um, If you guys want to find James on Facebook, you can find him under facebook.com forward slash poetry in the wind and you can see a you know really cool picture his profile picture is one that I made of him and his wolf puppies um, it's very cool so James please come back and try to read next week because this is not working tonight and I'm very sad but I am glad you're here and I love you dearly alrighty okay. All right. thanks Nyla you're welcome baby okay. alright well that kind of sucked you guys that we weren't able to hear him read, but we'll look forward to that next week. Love you, James, and glad you uh, glad you were here tonight. So I'm going to go ahead and close the show, and I told Michelle that I would play a piece for her um, of mine kind of talking about the same thing, the one that, that, you know, that, that one love that just continues to come back over and over and over again. Um, I appreciate you all being here tonight. Absolutely fantastic show. We've had some new callers, all of our favorites. You know, and uh, I really appreciate the compliments that were given to the show tonight. It just makes me really proud of the community that you have all built here over the last 11, almost 12 years. And uh, I'm just proud of, to be a part of all of this with you. It is so fun. You have no idea. Well, you do. You've been here with me. Um, so, yeah, I just, it just makes me really proud when people talk about what you've done. So, very cool. All right, Michelle, this is called Room with a View. And this is my my take on the same same topic. All righty. Love you, honey. It was great to hear from you tonight. I'll see you guys all next week. And until then, keep writing. Good night, everybody.
Room with a View by Nyla Alicia. You come back. Why? And why now? After all this time? After so many walls have been built? Overgrown with graffiti vines. Dropping the leaves of too many and not enough words said. Why now, when the bridges have stopped smoldering and the sky is clear? When fish have returned to the river again? Still, there you are, on the other side, on top of the walls, you scaled so easily. But it's always been easy for you, hasn't it? You with your monkey tongue and double-jointed smile, making child's play out of my mystery. Like when you sent the stars to woo me, disguised as dark chocolate troubles. Now, again, after all this time, after all my hard work, you're there, just like before, tossing pebbles at my window. I sit at my desk writing this, listening to the tap, tap, tap. Like static echoing from our past, buried past, making a shambles of all I did to put you away. There are too many doors and not enough keys, too many skeletons to reassemble, to fix this. Stop it. I see you there, precariously perched, looking like hell. Your white flag arms floundering in the air. Hands flying like white doves, cooing to get my attention. <laughs> Do you know how ridiculous you look? Staring out the window. I just, I keep wondering why. Why now? Why after all this time?
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.